Let's get down to it, boppers. Face show, and we are back live. 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866 Ron Zero Fez. Back from vacation. But a little handicapped today. Uh, not everybody returned from vacation. Chris Stanley. Has not made the scene. Uh, Mark Zito is not on the scene. But uh, Fez Watley and I are. So, we get it started. It's going to be a no phone screener day. No phone screener day. At all. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Madness. Madness has already taken its toll over the Rana Fez show. And no way else around it. But as they say, when the going gets weird, the weird turn pro. So you're going to be talking to a couple of pros today. Phone numbers are 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Straight, straight weirdness for the day. And also, from what I understand, we didn't even know that we had a guest booked. Uh, but we do. And they're coming in a little later. I don't know what happens with the booking department here. Uh-huh. But, but I will only say um, it's like spinning a fucking wheel. It's literally like spinning a wheel. Whether you're either going to get something fantastic... Or you're going to say to yourself, I don't understand what those people are doing. I also got a very uh, early, early call today from uh, Rob Cross, and he's in Arizona. Um, and I'm not exactly sure if he was even completely awake. Hi, you're on the Ron Fed Show. Hi, you're on the Ron Fed Show. 
Hey, yeah. All right, so that's that's your way of dealing. That's this is the mature attitude we're gonna have. Just because we don't have a phone screener doesn't mean that we all cannot be adults here today. I am depending upon you. Uh, hi, you're on the Run of Face show. Hello. Yeah, what can we do for you? I'd like to say welcome back, Ron and Fez, and I'd like to start off non-phone screening day by saying, Kirstie, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I thought I could count on you guys to be mature today. As I already told you, I lost my right hand. Chris Stanley not here. Fred not here. The Zeets not here. I think it's time you guys stepped up. Hi, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Shock and jock, shock and jock, shock and jock, shock and jock. I hate those guys. And I hate their listeners. This is such a good opening. Hi, you're on the Ron and Fez show. What can we do for you, buddy? Uh, that's all I got. That's it. Thank you just, much. just wanted to do a quick hello and then hang up. Ah, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Mm. Uh, hi, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ron, is it your uh, worst nightmare to be stuck alone in the studio with Fez? You know what? It's really not. A lot of people believe that. But on a day like this is the kind of day that we see Fez step up and be the man and walk that aisle. And, well, yeah, it is. It's just the worst nightmare I could possibly have. Hi, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Ramon. Ramon. Hey, Fezzy, what does cum taste like, huh? I see. That's, I don't know yet. That's the thing that we were not looking for today. Look, it's the day after Easter. And that day, Easter is the holiest of the holies. You don't get any more holy than that. And this is the way that you're behaving? We're asking you, as the mature listening audience of the Ron and Fez show, to pull it together with us. That's all. <coughs> it's that simple. Uh, <coughs> hi, Ron and Fez. Hey, how you doing? Good, buddy. Man. Well, that's all I got today. I really don't have anything. Not, 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 not even another slight. Hi, you're on the Ron and Fez show. What's up, buddies? Welcome back. Oh, what can we do for you, pal? I was just calling to say welcome back. My work week sucked last week because I know nothing but reruns and angry Pepper Hicks joiners, but I'd love to have you guys back. I understand that Pepper actually did a very good job with the rejoiners. A lot of people were impressed by it. Um, I know his Mexican vacation has turned into somewhat of a nightmare. And all I know is that he was not permitted to leave with the plane yesterday. Now, I'm sure people are like, hey, what a great angle Ron's taken. I'm telling you the exact truth. The plane took off without him and his uh, lovely girlfriend. And Pepper's excuse for that was at best vague and at worst evasive. That's all I know. Uh, let's go over here. Hi, you're on the Ron and Fez show. 
I was hoping the fact that we did not uh, have a phone screener would show that we didn't need a phone screener. They could be like the honor system. Take one, leave one type of thing. Hi, you're on the Ryan Fez Show. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? That's it. Uh, it is 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. A lot's going to be up on the iBank today. Uh, well, actually, for some reason, we're very much into the chick stuff. Uh, the yoga pants are going through the roof, which I didn't even know people had a fetish for that, but apparently many, many do. And also another Kate Upton just dancing around, squeezing her titties together for no apparent reason. And there is kind of a prediction on uh, the iBang right now is that Kate Upton is going to become that next sloppy fat girl. Uh, I don't see it. I think she's going to pull herself together. She's got the body of a woman and the mind of a little girl. And that's the most dangerous thing you could ever have. Hi, you're on the Ryan Fez Show. Hey, Fez. Yes. Go ahead, buddy. How's your day? Hey, how's it going? Good. What can we do for you today? I was just wondering how your vacation went. It was a, it was a good vacation. I tried to make it into more of a vacation, but that wasn't working out for me so much. So you didn't suck any cock? No, I didn't get any cock on my uh, week fine. off. You gotta, you gotta get some of that shit, man. I'm not sure if our Fez is all that interested. And if I'm gonna be totally honest here, he's been out for over a month. And still no movement. And when I mean movement, I mean his actual penis moving. Now, gay guys can get laid at a bus station. They can get uh, laid at a fucking rest stop. I mean, there's glory holes everywhere. So if this is something that Fez actually wanted, he would have taken advantage of it by now. Hi, you're on the Ronnie Fez Show. Hi, Ronnie. Yeah. How are you? Good. Hey, um, is Fez going to tell his secret this week? Fez has already told his secret. What? Yes. Are you, me? you missed it. He's asexual gay. That's. Oh, I don't know. Maybe there is such a thing of gay sexual where you're asexual with gay leanings. I'm looking up here. It looks like I want to have done something new to the lights while I was away. There's a orange tinge on them. Can we turn those lights on and see if it even works? Do we know? Sure. How that goes down? I think they were shooting something in here. The, uh, I think they shoot week, something in here every ago. day. Every single day they shoot something. By the way, it's Dan Perlman. Oh, that's the same exact thing. Doesn't look any different. I guess it's a little less obtrusive, but it's... It's still stupid. Um, hi, you're on the Ronnie Fez Show. Yeah, Ronnie, I love the REM opener. That was also the uh, theme from the Chris Elliott sitcom, Get a Life. And you, I think you should get Chris Elliott in for one of the uh, Unmasked. You know, we had Chris Elliott in as a guest, and he was like, I would love to do Unmasked. And then we've never been able to uh, hook it up since. But he's actually uh, a really fucking bright dude. Really quick, really bright guy. Most people think of the kind of guys that play crazy people as crazy themselves.
but that's just acting. Hi, you're on the Ronnie Fez Show. Hey, Ronnie, did you know Lisa Lampanelli is the queen of me? Oh! That is the phrase that pays today. <laughs> you, my friend, have just won Portal 2 for Xbox, signed by Stephen Merchant. Now, you'd have to know this by following the iBang on Twitter. Great, great job, my friend. Uh, thank you, Ronnie. I'm going to put you on hold. We'll get your address. And it's that simple. That is the phrase that pays. Will that happen again later on in the show? Perhaps it will. Do we get that uh, person's... We're getting that information, yes. Fantastic. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. You've got to pay attention to the iBank Twitter feed and then check out different places. Is there going to be a clue like this on the interviews? Is that a chance for you to read? Is there a chance for you to find a clue on the blue center light pop? I would be checking it out on a daily basis. I would be going there on a daily basis just in case the big phrase that wins. Now, Lisa Lampanelli, who has done the Unmasked show, I hate to say it, has pulled me into watching the Celebrity Apprentice, which is a two-hour shit fest with occasional Lisa Lampanelli uh, screaming matches with losers, which is hilarious to me. She looks like she's in complete pain doing it, but the fact of she's the only thing that's really, really hysterical on the show this year. Her beating up uh, a deaf mute, the Incredible Hulk, Lou Ferrigno, was uh, fascinating. Um, we'll keep jumping around here. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Hi, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, I just want to say you're the fucking man. Well, you know what? There's a very nice thing for you to say, sir. And I'd like to say you're also a man, as well as Fez and most of the people listening to this, including the women. You're all the man today. I see a hotline ringing. Hi, you're on the on-screen hotline. Oh, I love the on-screen hotline. That's fun. I am now going to just start and call this the Johnny phone. <laughs> Hard Rock Johnny, everybody. Uh, I got it. That her with Ferrigno last night was absolutely incredible. I mean, that poor. I felt bad for him. No, I didn't at all. I didn't even feel slightly bad for that grit teeth and fucking weirdo. What's with the? He's got more twitches than anybody I've ever seen. I don't know if it's all the steroids he took. I don't know what the hell it is. It's, it's just fury. It's just fury. <laughs> it's like oh, when she and he's like. Take it back. I don't want to be fired. I'm like, what? He just told Donald Trump to take it back. Like, they were like, you know, like, he just <laughs> called them a little name or something. Like, nah, 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 nah. It was it fucking hysterical. By the way, I just got a gift pack sent to me by Linda Ramone, uh, heir to the Ramone fortune, with a nice Johnny Ramone bobblehead. Uh, there's some T-shirts. And exciting enough, uh, Ramones uh, headphones. I'm on top of the world today, Johnny. That's a good gift. 
That's a real, and that's a thoughtful gift from someone who was on your show. You know, I know it's, it's little, true. Eddie Trunk time. came in here. Did I get any fun stuff from him? No. I don't even want to talk about that guy today. I'm very angry with him. What's what's your anger about? Just tell me that much. Oh well, because all of a sudden the Yankees lose three, the Mets win three, and it's all over. Mets are the best team in the world. Where's all you Yankee fans? Eddie was on a rant last night. Do, do, <laughs> Eddie, do you realize there's 162 games? I said 1.8 percent of the season is over, and you're <laughs> excited. I said if if you're really that excited, let's put a thousand dollars on who has a better record at the All Star break. And Would... complete silence from there. Just yeah. silence. That's it. Take what little excitement he has and shut it down. <laughs> That's what I tried to do. And then, and then he could sense that I was getting mad because we were, we were texting about it. And he said, "How about a, let's talk about the Giants, a team that we both agree on." <laughs> no, no, not anymore, Eddie. You're off the Giants. That's it. That's it. If you like the Mets, you really should like the Jets. I don't know how that works. I agree there. I feel like you've got to go one way or another. You've got to be with the old school teams or the new flashy teams. Yeah, it's Giants. It's Giants, and it's it's always really Giants and Yankees and and Rangers, right? Hockey, and then, which you know, and then you get the Islanders, Mets, and Jets. Now is Opie? I know he's a Jets guy. I know that he's an Islanders guy, but I don't know if he's a Mets guy. I'm not sure if he's a baseball guy, really. I think that I'm not. I'm not positive on that. But if he is, he definitely would be a Mets fan. Well, to say that he's not a baseball guy when he batted four thirty seven in the Mickey Vernon Little League, and a lot of people don't know this about Opie, he both sides of the plate. He's a switch hitter, and and this is what makes him unique: power to both fields. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I always kind of thought he might be a switch hitter. All right. Oh, see, now you had to turn that into a sexist joke. No, 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 no. For baseball. Okay. Uh, Johnny, I got to get back to bed calls. All right, boys. Have fun without a screen. <laughs> it's good to hear from you. Good to have you guys back. Peace out. Uh, that's our own hard rock, Johnny. The man who puts the rock into hard rock and puts the hard also in the hard rock. Uh, and I think he puts the cafe into both of them. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. We are a, a show without producers. Uh, no Fred. No Zietz. No Chris Stanley. And when I heard this last night from Fez Watley, what did you tell me we should do, Fez? Um, go into a best of. And what did I say to you? You said, no, sir. Well, first of all, I never called you sir right. in my life, so that's already a lie. And what was my reason? Uh, your reason was that um, the, we don't need anyone to do the Ron and Fez show. That was not my reason. My reason was this. I have a love for these listeners. And I said, if these fucking slack-jawed, toothless, whistling fucking necks don't get their show, I'm going to feel fu sorry about it. I go, these fucking whittling assholes are out there waiting to be entertained. And cheese and crackers, I'm going to give it to them. That's exactly what I said. And then I kept calling Fez, sir, over and over. Oh, I would fucking hate to have somebody subpoena Watley. Jesus Christ, the stories they'd hear. Hi, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Who's this? Good morning. It's Mona from Tacoma. How you doing? I'm doing all right. I was calling just to let you know. Will we be anything less from Pepper? 
to not be able to get back on the plane from Mexico. He was probably trying to cart back 200 cartons of cigarettes. Well, there was several reasons, but I'm going to let Chris Stanley explain to everyone about that. Yeah, uh, we didn't expect anything less, correct? Yeah, well, uh, there will never be an occasion where we have a vacation that I will permit him to come back the day before we start the show. Ah, gotcha. That was a complete right. that was a complete fuck up on my side of it. Okay, uh, thank well, as long as you're, you're man enough and taking the blame, we're good. I am. I take full responsibility. And Watley, that's another thing. Did I not take full responsibility for the shithole that my life has become? For the fucking horrendous train wreck that I now call the Ron Barrington life. I take responsibility. I don't play the victim card. Leave that to the whiners, the fucking tear rubbers. I don't have any time for it. Let's go over here. Hi, you're on the Ron and Fed show, completely unscreened. Hey, what's up, buddies? I want to tell you why you're off. I watched June on your guys' recommendation. I was hoping to get a book recommendation. All right, what was the what film did you watch? June. And what did you think? I enjoyed June. It. it was good. I thought Sean William Scott was really good in it, and I thought it was funny, and even my girlfriend liked it, so I thought it was a good movie. Well, I don't remember, uh, and you're looking for a book recommendation. Uh, yeah, you always talk about your books you read, and I'm kind of, I don't have a good book on the horizon to read, so I was hoping you could tell me one. What's your favorite book of all time? Oh, jeez. I don't even know. I'm probably not as big of a reader as you are. The book I just finished was the George Bush Decision Points. I like to read biographies and stuff like that. Wow. See, I, you know, I don't know where to fucking send you then. I guess Patton is the next thing for you. Go read the Patton biography. I, there's some people that they just love to read biographies. Now, I have to read a lot of them for work, but it's not that to me never seems like relaxation time. On the filtered excellence, the recommendation is the Carol King biography that's coming out, I believe, tomorrow. I, I love that, Fez. I love that you're jumping into that. But do you think a guy who just read the book, uh, Bush biography, would want to read the Carol King biography? Do you sit, do you think that the same guy who thought, hey, may, there were weapons of mass destruction, they just put them down spider holes, do you think then he'd be interested in hearing how tapestry was put together? <laughs> and I know you're not a book reader, right? Right, yeah. But these are two vastly different things. Now I hear, I know that you're, uh, hearing uh, biography, though this is perfect. I'm not sure it's the same type of guy. Hi, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, I need to know, are you going to have Jason Ellison to talk about his new book coming out this month? Uh, we do not uh, have him uh, booked to do the show. Uh, I think he normally does O&A. Um, hi, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I was just calling in to uh, say that uh, yesterday I made a good batch of deviled eggs for Easter. I made uh, green eggs and ham deviled eggs. I just put a little food coloring in the yolk and then put bits of ham on the top of them. came out really good. Well, let me tell you this, sir. You sound like the best mommy of any third grader out there. And I'm sure, seriously, I'm sure that you turn your little girls, you know, obviously when you lost your wife, it was a horrible, horrible thing. But I'm sure you, your little girl probably goes, I'm glad my mom's dead now because my dad is so crafty and so fun around the kitchen. 
866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It's an unscreened day. I am surrounded by free Ramon stuff. Um, there are no producers on the show. We've already given away one big prize today. And I can only tell you this. Search the iBang and keep an eye on the, uh, on the Twitter feed. Big, big uh, good question out there today. And the good question is set up off of this CNN uh, thing that took place. Now, the good question, you can always find that on the left-hand side of the uh, column. But there's a, a piece that went out on CNN, and uh, we will just play it as it is and tell me whether or not you find this offensive. Not up. Let's stop it there. Let's try it again. Now, this, according to relatives, has troubled him ever since. And CNN has also discovered what police have. There was a Facebook posting made uh, just the other day written by the suspect in this case that police are examining. And it reads like this. Today is two years that my dad has been gone, shot by, and please excuse the language, it's very sensitive, shot by a fucking nigger. It's hard not to go off between that and Sharon. Right, so that's the uh, big part of it. Now, there are people, and right away, CNN uh, apologized for this. Uh, but I will tell you, I don't understand why we still play the language game. Because uh, it makes us sound like we're children. This is exactly what this thing said. It was uh, about, I, I guess this is the Tulsa murders that took place when they were swinging. Tulsa, by the way, the most dangerous city in the history of the planet Earth. No place more dangerous than Tulsa. Um, but people would be more comfortable if she would have said effing n and we worry about this because what if children are watching cnn but uh i don't get the point because if you let your kids watch cnn i think that they're going to see something uh, a little scarier most of the time than a couple of words but for some reason we want to drop this down and just use words now you have to remember this woman also wasn't calling anybody this it wasn't her opinion about anything. She was reading uh, basically uh, a murder note that was left behind. But for some reason, they want us to lighten it. Now, uh, Fezzi, you're a guy who there's certain gay words you never want to hear, right? Exactly. But if it was left behind in a murder note, right? Mm -hmm. Doesn't that make it even all the more horrific? Oh, yeah, that makes it even worse that it was that then that's the purpose of it. So what you're saying is don't take that note and try to make it more acceptable. 
put it out there in the, in exactly as it was. But I think that we all know what the words are. There's no, there was no reason for this reporter to say these things. We all we all get it. We all know what was put in that letter. But what is so awful about the language? The real point, the real hostility comes from the intention, the thought, the meaning behind it. And I think that when we play this game of um, did you do number one or number two, that we're making ourselves children, that you're trying to infantize uh, the American public. I just don't get the fear of language. Well, and that's what this is about. Well, I think also, it's, well, first of all, like I said, I think we all Are know you offended what by what she said? Yeah, I don't like the words. I, I don't like the I don't like the N word. You don't like murder, but she actually had sat there and had to promote the fact that murder took place. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not beating around the bush now. You're not saying um, something bad happened in Tulsa, but the people go to be in heaven with their dog and their grandmother. You know what I'm saying? You were saying it's a murder. You're getting across, and it seems to me like you could not get a more outrageous, hostile word than murder, yet for some reason we can handle that one. I'm going to go over here, just line three. How are you? Hey, what's up, Ron? What can we do for uh, you? I'm, I'm a black guy, and mm. I've just listened to that. I just, I, I'm more offended by the news saying N-word than just actually just saying nigga. Because once you say N-word, you automatically replace N-word with what the word, what they were trying to say. Right. We're not, we're not children here. It, do, it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense for us to try to sanitize and baby everything just because someone made it. It was offensive that these guys went around and killed five people. That's what's offensive. Not a word. It is a very strange thing, uh, and again, you are a hundred percent right. Uh, because if she was, the, uh, if we're okay with the term N word, right, you wouldn't like it if someone said, "Hey, you know who's the funniest N word of all time? Richard Pryor." That would still be seen as an offensive thing. So you haven't taken the thought out of this. You've only replaced something in a very childish childish way and of course obviously the same deals with fuck but it always kills me about words like you can't say the word shit on tv but you can say diarrhea now if i had to choose what sounded <laughs> more offensive to me it's diarrhea and there's fucking songs about that on on uh tv but we decided one word is an okay word the other word is just a bad bad word that can't be said as if there's some kind of gigantic mystical parents watching over us at all times see i think it's also a problem when she uses the actual words from this guy's facebook page She's like giving him exactly what he wants. I, you know, I think. How it just, is it giving him what he wants? This excuse. He put that back this out excuse, there on Facebook. This always gets used by the smaller minds. That if we don't talk 
about what these fucking people, these murderers have left behind, that somehow we're beating them. And it, I just find it embarrassing. I think the fucking, the point of it all is, is that this is the kind of thing that's out there. And as an adult, you got to be ready to uh, look at it. I think uh, it's I think it's similar to how people always demand that war photos be censored, and they don't want to show like dead bodies, and they get mad when news outlets print that when all they're doing is showing the reality of war and stories. So that, that's a good point. It, this is for people who are afraid of reality. It's actually for people who want to sanitize reality, but not. But first, no. Let me change that. To sanitize the illusion of reality. So because they don't want to look at reality, they want to look at some kind of illusion of it as if that makes them safer. Uh, and the fact of the matter, the real scary fucking part of this story is murder. Uh, hi, on screen, you're up on the Ron and Fez show. Hi, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Yeah, you know, this is kind of piggybacking on what he was just saying. If if this lady had just said, here's the pictures of the murder, and had shown the murder's bodies, nobody would even be pissed off about this. You know, and, and instead we're all sitting here like a bunch of children going, ooh, she said a dirty word. Let me tell you something. I have to sit around, and if I'm watching the local news at night, I'm seeing horrific fires. Some horrific fire, and I find the fact that a family goes to bed tonight at night, and there's a fire a lot fucking more frightening than words that people use. Particularly uh, the word fuck. That for some reason we uh, try to act like it could stop a clock. And yet it gets used most of, mo most places that you go to in life. Uh, hi, you're on the Ron Fez Show. Hey, driving yeah. a Buffalo from Mass, and I was hoping for a cigar recommendation. Uh, get one that says it's a girl, and that'll be the best time you'll ever have. Hi, you're on the I'm Ron and Fez show on screened. Hello? Yeah. Who's this? Ron and Fez show. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, hi, you're on the Ron and Fez show on screened. Hey, I'm just calling to plug my Twitter, twitter.com backslash justbryant. I collect a lot of arcade games and restore them back to brand new condition. And what do you do then? Sell them? No, no. I just I collect them. I have my own arcade at my house. I have about 12 machines right now. Uh, what are some of the best machines that you have? Punch-Out, Donkey Kong, Galaxian. I have a Rock Band 2 kiosk. I have a Wild Gunman. Um, you know what might be great is that you host the next Ron and Fez party. Because <laughs> I would love to come... And hang out with you. Actually, I uh, I throw arcade parties. Me and my friends, we all collect them. We have like our little community forum online, and uh, I'm throwing a party in a couple weeks up in Rhode Island. Is this just a, a love of the '80s? It, it's to an extent, but just more of a love of video games. Yeah. I, I like classic arcade games. Some of the newer ones are alright, but more, more of video games. I'm I'm not living in the past. I'm not I'm not buying old sunglasses or members-only jackets or anything like that. Well, first of all, I, I, I was going to say I collect them, but I just wear both those things. Now, uh, the old arcade games, it's weird because some people are all about the old arcade pinball machines, and other people go your way and have, like, 
the Pac-Mans and all that kind of shit. But you can get them sure. fairly. You can get them fairly cheap, right? Yeah, I can. I can on average get a, a popular title for b- between two and four hundred dollars. It depends on the condition and if it works. And then how much to repair that? Money. Um, it depends. I mean, artwork. It depends on how much it needs. Like Galaxian has full side art, which it goes from the floor to the top. Donkey Kong only has maybe a two foot side art sticker that goes towards the top. So the prices vary. I can restore a machine from garbage to brand new just for the just for the artwork and repairs couple hundred dollars really it's all about smart shopping too all right do me a favor and let me know when you get asteroids okay okay all right give out your twitter one more time dude just brian d twitter.com backslash just brian d i'll upload a, a picture of the punch out soon all right that's very cool that all was right, such a thanks. great great game punch out uh this is all before your time dude you don't know any of this stuff though uh, like punching out? Yeah, the the video game punch out. No, I don't. All the eighties video games just foreign to you. Uh, I mean, a lot of them probably. Yeah, I, I used to play. I uh, got an old one that had like Dig Dug and. Well, that's a strong one. That's a, that's a very strong one, and I don't play them on TV. That's ridiculous. I like the angle that he has. Um, hi, on screen, you're on the Run of Fed show. Hey, Ron, to get back to CNN thing, I am so supportive of the concept of putting reality uh, into reality. Uh, I hate what I call uh, the sugarcoating of uh, of the world. And, uh, you know, it's just ridiculous. I, I, I'd like to see truth in advertising. It's like um, in uh, tampon commercials when they show uh, blue liquid pouring into a tampon. It's, it should be red. It's blood. Blood is red. <laughs> so you actually, you feel like they take it too easy on a tampoony uh, commercial. It is very interesting that no matter who these guys are, uh, if you do, if you're on Fox News or you're on MSNBC, because they're kind of the two extremes, they still are also walking a line because all those guys end up in some kind of trouble. There was a guy who wrote for the uh, National Review the other day who he didn't write it for the review. He wrote it for another, I guess, blog, and he got fired for advice to give kids and it was basically hey if you're going somewhere and you see a bunch of black people ignore them walk out you know walk around them whatever everybody made sure that he got fired even from the publication that he didn't write for but the interesting thing about it to me is why do people act like they don't want to hear what people think i think you're a lot better let's just say there is another hitler on the horizon right you want that guy speaking out loud. You want the opportunity to know what's going on. You don't want to find out long time after, hey, there's been secret Hitler meetings uh, going on. You know, you would rather people spoke their mind, got out there, and then you could actually uh, say after the fact, uh, I don't agree with this guy, where this guy is coming from, and this is why. Hi, you're on the Ryan Fez show. Hi. Am I on the air? Turn your radio down, honey. Am I on the air? Turn your fucking radio down. Turn your fucking radio down. I'll turn your fucking call off. Uh, hi, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Unscreen. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. 
had a quick quick question, but was that was that a live CNN footage? Oh uh, yes, it was. Well, I was just wondering. I think it was a little ignorant that you know people would put it online. I mean, yes, little kids will see it, and I don't know. I just can't agree. I mean, sugarcoating it is not the way to go. First of all, what online. little kids are watching CNN? Not very many, but I mean, the parents are watching, and kids will come in and can watch it too. Yeah, and what are we hiding from them? In other words, you're not going to hide the fact that a um, a murderer is out there shooting people based on color, but you will only hide the fact of where this guy's heart at, the reason why he did it. You would hide that from a kid. I think if you're going to fucking have a kid that you think is mature enough to know that people shoot people that they've never met before based on color that you would be okay with a kid knowing that but not knowing that people call each other names that they've never met each other before based on color and it's not like these are racist jokes so the kids would hear it and think it's okay to use this it's from a context of this is a horrible thing and it's filled with a lot of hate from who's delivering it it's really another good point that the fact is you're not making this word even an acceptable, fun, happy word. Much of the way that, you know, let's say rappers are willing to do. You are putting it in the context of fucking, uh, of a hate crime. Hi, you're on the Run of Fez show on screen. Hey, how's it going, guys? Yeah. I was just calling to plug my uh, Twitter account. Go ahead, buddy. It's at uh, Chris Wanyo. Mm-hmm. W-A-N-Y-O. I'm a... DJ looking for work. I'm starving. Please, somebody hire me. Now, what kind of my... DJ are you? I just mix all kinds of like mashup stuff, uh, indie rock mixed in with dubstep. It's just stuff that keeps people moving, you know. And so you're like a, kind of a party DJ. Yeah, party DJ, uh, late night rave show, like whatever, okay. whatever, whatever is needed. I'll I'm, play anything. I'm playing in an '80s video game party slash dubstep rave. If I wanted to book you, what would it cost? $7. I work cheap. So you're not going to feed yourself for $7. You would actually go out and do free gigs. <laughs> I'm just trying to get out there, man. Yeah, but well, I'm trying to fucking set it up for you. You're acting like you're uh, you're not a serious person. No, I'm serious. The thing is, I live in North Carolina, so I'm not going to be able to... So you're going to do free gigs. Go ahead, give out your uh, piece again. What is it? It's Chris Wanyo. At Chris Wanyo, spelled W-A-N-Y-O. I have my links, all my SoundCloud mixes up on there. All right, buddy. Uh, if you want somebody who's basically going to work almost for free, <laughs> if not that. I mean, it honestly sounds like you could get him for a tuna fish sandwich. There he is. <laughs> on uh, screen calls today, it is the Ron and Fez show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. By the way, that is up. Uh, what we were just talking about with CNN is up on the iBang right now uh, under good question. And your opportunity uh, to get in and talk about are we doing anything good by using the word F word on TV uh, or are we just being babies? Uh, right away, uh, it looks like people are leaning very hard to Use the words and stop being a baby. Hi, you're on the Run and Fez show. Yeah, hi, you're on the Run and Fez show. Ronnie. Yeah. Uh, 
since everyone else is plugging their Twitter, I'd like to plug mine at Fat Mike sixty three with an F. Fat Mike sixty three. Um, real quick, you guys on the iBang yesterday posted a video of uh, two amateur gym guys wrestling, and uh, and then they broke their one guy broke his leg, and it was a hit of my aunt's Easter dinner last night. Passed the phone around the table about seventeen times so everyone could watch it. It was fucking insane. It was almost two girls, one cup reborn. Now this is the interesting everyone thing. Everyone wanted to see it. Everybody wants to see this, and he can pass it around, and it's a guy getting his leg broken. That's not offensive, but we do want to still hear F-word and N-word. I'm telling you, it's fucking madness. It's madness. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um... That wrestling video is still in the IB wire with the warning, do not watch. Live read out. Hi, you're on the Ron and Fez show. What do you got? You. Unscreen Ron and Fez show. What do you got for me, buddy? Hey, this is uh, Graham from Pennsylvania. Hey, Graham. Yeah, I was just calling to say, I think the problem is, is we're living in a society that's comprised of old boys and girls who are doing their best impressions or impersonations of uh, adults. And, uh, you know, we're living in a harsh world, and a harsh language belongs in it, and I think an adult would know that. I really like I really like that theory, that we're just really just grown-up children trying to pretend we know what adults uh, look like and act like. And actually, we're doing a really bad job of what they look like, uh, because people feel they're free enough to wear shorts to a funeral. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, people are asking about the AI bang, but make sure you check out that Kate Upton dancing around for a happy Easter. She's like a retarded girl with a great body. Uh, I am surprised that people can watch stuff about a leg breaking and be okay with it and be totally destroyed if someone drops the F-bomb on CNN, which is fucking cable. Um, let's go over here. Hi, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, it's Bob from Chicago. Hey, you want a good book to read? Sure. You should, have you read anything by Cormac McCarthy? Yeah. You should read Blood Meridian. It's a great novel. Thank you very much. Uh, it's a novel that's at least over a decade old. <laughs> uh, but here's the weird thing. He sounds exactly like my agent, who's also Bob from Chicago. I don't know what it is about those Chicago guys, but slight depression falls into their voice no matter what's going on. Ryan, I got some really good news. Hi, you're on the Ryan and Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, yeah. I'm in the hills of West Virginia, so I'll try to make it quick before I lose you. Uh, just to change subject a little bit, uh, every Easter and Christmas, my wife and I sit outside of a goodwill we're in a little tiny town that's all we got and uh, try to pick out some uh, people that uh, look like they need a hand we cash our paycheck and uh, and hand it a hundred dollar here a hundred dollar there and makes you feel so good and uh, anonymously you know give it to them and go and i was wondering if anybody else has stories like that well uh, what i wanted to ask you is why you only do this at christmas so Christmas and Easter, because, well, I can't afford it that much, you know. But why but, do you uh, pick Christmas and Easter? To get on God's good side? I mean, if you did it on Fourth of July and Labor Day, would you feel like you're being missed by heaven? 
No, 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 no. We're Catholic, so after we go to church, we just do that. Mm-hmm. That makes you guys feel great? Oh, man, it makes you feel wonderful. So you, when it's anonymous. You, you just hand out $100 bills to homeless people? No, not homeless. You know, you see, like yesterday, we saw a lady come in with two little kids, and, they, and she was buying 50-cent T-shirts for her kids, and she was trying to find a blouse for two bucks and stuff, you know. And I, I said, here, I, you drop this. And I pulled up a $100 bill, and then I leave right away. And it just makes you feel great. I think you got to start and videotape these things, and we'll call it nice punked, where people <laughs> just get... I think it's a great story, dude. I really do. And I like your angle of doing it, like not making a presentation. You just quick hand 100 over... And then you beat it out of there. It doesn't swap oh, yeah, it. He yeah. said you drop this. Now I always do it. I always hand over a hundred, and I say, "Show me your tits." <laughs> and I always, I feel kind of good about that. And then later, you know, I'm like, "Oh, maybe I shouldn't have." But I like your story even better. All right, so you're doing a paid forward, good story. No, I don't think we're going to get a lot of stories that match yours. I don't think a lot of people go out. And hand money to women that they don't want to have sex with. But maybe I'm wrong. These are all on screen calls today. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I know somebody ought to give Warren Sapp a $100 bill. Uh, a guy who played in the NFL that many years. Now bankrupt. And as he's turning over his assets, um, he had everything except for his Super Bowl ring and his college championship ring. Because he lost both of those. <laughs> those. That's careless. Yeah. Um, but you got to wonder here's a guy who's in the NFL that long, then got a fucking TV shows uh, that he's doing, and still going bankrupt. Uh, he has children with a lot of different women. And then also, and this will bankrupt you time and time again white tigers. Never <laughs> buy white Tigers. Mike Tyson mistake. Yes, it's always a fucking mistake. As soon as you think to yourself, uh, I'm going to get a couple white tigers for the front lawn. The problem is, you normally you have a posse who yells, great idea, champ. you got to also get rid of the white tigers and those dudes. Unscreen calls, it's the Ron Fez Show. Go ahead, buddy. Bye. Hey. Yeah. Uh, I'm just calling a comment on their... Uh CNN report. Go ahead, help yourself. You decided not to? <laughs> no, uh, I'm, I'm just uh, pissed off. I don't want to give my name. You don't have to. You're on the air right now, dude. Say whatever no. you want to do. All right. Uh, well, I'm a black man in North Carolina, and it pisses me off. I don't care about that language bullshit. But... Dude, if you're not fucking white, seriously, I'll send you 100. <laughs> you're as white as anybody could be. Uh, whatever you want to think. There's not a black man in America who sounds like you. Okay. I can give you my whole family if you want to. It sounds like you're calling with a pointy hat on. <laughs> We're all very well educated. We're all college graduates. Uh-huh. What and school? What makes me upset is... Yeah. <laughs> you're bullshit, sir. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. <laughs> 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Just hung up on a black guy. Uh, we found out we just have been tweeted by the Michigan State Police, have tweeted us, based on a story that we put up yesterday 
on the iBang, a story went out that we linked to saying that guys were being pulled over for traffic stuff in Michigan. They would take this device and put it on your cell phone and be able to download everything that you had, whether it was text, outgoing, blah, 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 uh, even if it's stuff that you deleted. So deleting stuff only works for if your sister's looking over your shoulder. Doesn't happen if the police are there. They have to change the name of that button then and that function. Because if it's not deleting it, quit fooling people into thinking that it is. Let me get into the story. So apparently here, uh, they were downloading this stuff. We put the story up uh, that it happens in Michigan. And just on routine... Uh, alerts, and then the Michigan State Police have just tweeted us a story clarifying. So I love the fact that they're looking at the iBang now as if we were the New York Times uh, <laughs> or the Wall Street Journal. Uh, but I guess we'll we'll put up their story and get everything out there because, God damn it, we are all the news that fits. 866 Run zero fez eight six six run zero fez. Uh, supposedly we've got a guest coming up, and is that still going to happen, Fez? Yep, that's still happening in this, just a little bit. This is someone that we did not know was coming to do the show at all, but it is the Long Island medium, uh, Teresa Caputo. Caputo, yes. Caputo. Uh, and I actually know somebody who's been trying to fucking get in to see her. Now, the booking department did not tell us. They believe us to be psychics rather than the guests. This is too bad for you, Fez, because we could have tried to get your dad in. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, you are an atheist now. Yeah, I don't believe that my dad still exists somewhere to be able to talk to this lady. And that is all because of Penn Jillette. Right, yeah, from his unmask and his explaining being an atheist and talking about losing his mother. Yeah, I just, I, because I was having trouble feeling a connection with my father after he died anyway. That's just not true. You told us that he was leaving coins behind for you. <laughs> you were as connected as anyone, and when I told you that a dollar blew up the street at me, you called your whole family to tell them the great news as if I had gotten a telegraph. Well, that was just crazy grief talking. Well, so don't act like you didn't think that you had a connection, because you did. You just forgot about it now. But that went on for a long time until an unmasked pendulette, and then you became an atheist. Um... Unscreen, and that's coming up in about 15 minutes. Unscreen um, calls. Hi, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Rod, I don't know how old you are, but do you remember being in grade school and how many, when you first learned the word fuck? I don't remember the single day, but, you know. You know what I'm saying? In other words, when we were kids, they didn't have cable TV, and there was no influence from the media you'd hear the words that we're all so uptight about today. Yet if you listen to kids, you know, you listen to, like, 12-year-olds, they're dropping the F-bomb, like... Well, me and my friends were the same way. I mean, I know that I learned to uh, cuss from my buddies, and I know, like, it's as old as going out to play is when I thought, 
okay, we talk different out here than we do with our parents. Um, so, yeah, I think a kid is not shocked by language. Now, particularly kids today, because you have cable and you have the Internet, but even beyond that, kids do like... To, and, and the reason that we like to curse when we're kids is because it is foreboden. If it was okay to curse, then you would find something else to do. It's that fucking simple. You would just find something else that your parents don't want you to do. You're not going to bubble wrap the world. You're not going to turn your kid into a cartoon land. It can't happen for you. Uh, but it's no reason for you to sit down and try to do baby talk on CNN using bad words, but just the first initials. He called him a B and a C. Cut the fuck out. Grow the fuck up, America. Hi, you're on the Run of Fez show. WRSR, Radio Shark Radio. We're playing the hits from the 60s, 40s, 80s, whatever. The show within the show. Here's one of my favorites. It's from 60 Lines of the Pretenders. Cuban Slide. That's Radio Shark uh, Radio, the show inside the show. Hi, you're on the Ron, Ron and Fez show. On screen calls, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, guys. Uh, good afternoon. I got a question for Fez. I got a uh, You got East Side Story, Park Zito, and Pepper Hicks. Which one would you fuck, which one would marry, and which one would you kill? I'm sorry, I missed that. <laughs> that was a long question for you, Fez, uh, which we thought that you were listening to the entire time. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. These are the type of things that happen when you have no producers. We are completely without producers today. We're running unscreened calls. Fez, you did not want to do the show, correct? Right, yeah. And look at our phone bank, completely filled with calls. Uh, we've already given out winners, and more are going to happen over on the iBang, at the iBang.com, the Interabang. Everything is going on. I'm telling you, we don't need anybody. We can just keep cruising along. You're jumping on top of things. You're moving things around. You're answering questions. You're getting the word out there. We don't need anybody to prop us up. Uh, hi, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, what are you doing? Unscreen call. What do you got for me, buddy? All right, listen. I want to go back to the whole CNN thing. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, I'm just tired of those these... It's the same reason you can't fucking go to a diner anymore and smoke a cigarette. It's these fucking stay-at-home moms who drive around in their fucking Chevy Suburban, take their kids out for lunch, fucking do their egg shit on Easter. They're the ones complaining. But they are the people that mean 
nothing in this fucking country. They don't they don't pay taxes, they don't fucking make money, they don't stimulate the economy. They just fucking bitch and complain all fucking day. I'm going to just ask you a question, sir, and it might seem from left field, but I think it's going to play into this. How'd you get along with your mother? How'd I go wrong with my mother? My mother wasn't like that. She wasn't a she wasn't a stay at home mom. She went out and she worked. She taught me how to treat a woman. You know, mm. she wasn't like these moms <laughs> who want to fucking muffle their children's ear all fucking day. And it's it's every day on the fucking news you see this. It's just it, they're trying to fucking hide reality. All right, they're trying uh, to nerf the world. All right, so there's his opinion. It's the stay-at-home moms who are... <laughs> mom's fault. Yeah, dying Easter eggs for their children, driving around in Chevy uh, Suburbans. It's the stay-at-home moms that are the trouble with everything in the country today. Um, that's a new one. I'm going to be open to it. I hadn't given it a lot of thought that it's the mothers who raise their children are the big... Normally, we say there's not enough mothers raising their children. Perhaps this guy's right. Um... Hi, you're on the Ron and Fez show on screen. What do you got? Ronnie, it's Mongo. Hey, uh, did you see that uh, double eagle yesterday in the Masters? You know, yeah. I I did. I, I caught the end of the Masters uh, yesterday uh, and then was just cheering for the American, even though his pinkness was annoying me. Uh, but it there was a certain amount of excitement to it. There was a uh, a real sporting feel to the end of that. But I can't watch four days of it. I really want to show up on the 16th hole of the last day and just then grab all... <laughs> I feel like I would have just as much of excitement level as if I stayed the whole way with them. Uh, maybe I'm going to start and try that with football games. Just two-minute warning is when my TV will go off right then. Hi, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Unscreen call day. I love unscreen call day. It's actually uh, better. I'm now because I'm thinking about now doing this once a week. I think it should be every day. Uh, I just wanted to get your take on the mighty Pittsburgh Pirates taking two out of three from the lowly Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, I will tell you, I watched the opening day, uh, the win that the Phillies had uh, with my father, and there's a lot of injuries on that team. Um, but again, it is a long season. But I will tell you this, because on the way down to see my dad, I was listening to WIP Sports Radio. The people of Philadelphia are nervous about their fills this year, and they have every right to be. But it is a long season, my friend. And, and by the way, that Pirates ballpark is just gorgeous. And I hope you guys just start showing up and seeing games. Because it's a great, great ballpark. Um... Now, you know, when I see those guys and they do the ballpark vacations, I really think I want to do one of those in my life, where you try to see as many ballparks as you can over the course of uh, a summer. I just don't want to go all the way down south with it. I've been to the Arizona one. It's beautiful. Uh, see, I don't think baseball belongs in Arizona. Maybe not, but they got I, a stadium. I honestly, I mean, it's good to see they're trying to bring the uh, Dodgers back. But Now, is that a dome? In Arizona, or is it the closing dome? What do they have? I think they have a dome that they can use. But it's Have you seen the Miami ball. ballpark yet? The new I haven't one? seen it. I just saw it. Uh, it's so ridiculous. It's so absolutely camp is the only way that you can think about it. And if, if you thought that gay guys were making a Broadway show about <laughs> baseball, this is what it would look like. But the funny thing is Ozzie Guillen is their manager. 
And he, all right, I just got word that the medium was running five minutes behind. How did she not know that earlier this morning? How is that staying out of her head? Uh, and her name is Teresa Caputo? Caputo. Caputo. Uh, but Ozzie Guillen, who was the Miami skipper, had to apologize the other day for saying he's a great admirer of Fidel Castro. Which is the fucking funniest thing to say in Miami, which is like Fidel Castro hate zone. I mean, there's a lot of Cubans there, but they're all the Cubans that got booted out many years before. Um, and he said, it's not, I'm going to just quote him, um, it's not so much of it's Castro that caused the problems in Cuba, it was the stay-at-home Cuban moms who had really ruined everything. <laughs> uh, yesterday was a big, big Easter, and a great picture up on the iBang of Filipinos uh, that play out the passion play right down to putting nails in people's hands and putting on bump on a cross. Uh, those pictures are up on the iBang. And that's what I want to say. This is the way Catholics should be living their life. This is hardcore ca catechism. Let's bring it back in this country. It surprised me they only drew 10,000 people. I mean, they couldn't even sell out Madison Square Garden when a dude is nailing, being nailed to a cross and hung up. And you know he's looking out at that puny crowd going, what do I fucking have to do? Do I got to cut my own head off? Unscreen calls today, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It does draw better than the Christmas part of it, where they just lay in mangers to reenact. Uh, hi, you're Unscreen Caller on the Ron and Fez show. What do you got? Hey, Ron. Hey, Fez. Welcome back. It feels fantastic to be back here. Uh, this is Kevin from Connecticut, by the way. Kevin from Con on Twitter. How you doing? How you doing, pal? You you guys got a link on the IB wire called Don't Look Down. It's photos from a guy named Dennis Maitland. Yeah. He goes up to the, the top of buildings in Detroit and take pictures from above. It, it hurts my legs to look at these pictures. Now, have you I'm always uh, had a height problem? Not really, but these something about these pictures. I mean, I can go up to the top of a building and look down, but something about these pictures, man, yeah, it, it just... I will tell oh. you, I will tell you completely why. Because he put his legs into this. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That must be it. That is the brilliant part. If if he did not put his own feet in these pictures, you would go through these pictures in a heartbeat because you've seen the picture off the side of a building a million times. But the fact that you could tell that he's sitting there without safety uh does it for you. Those are up on the IB wire. Over on the iBank. Now, we've already given out one prize to uh, somebody following along with the Interbank today. Uh, we'll keep doing that. Make sure, I'll just give you the hint, make sure you're following the uh, the iBank uh, Twitter feed today. Um, and we gave out tons of shit over the vacation. Hi, you're on the Ron and Fez show, Unscreen Caller Day. Is there really no unscreening calls? Hicks and Zito didn't make it back last night. Is there really no one screening calls? One and says have got no crew. There's something weird that's going on here. Hey, guys. Who's this? It's Andy Cleveland. Andy, I did not hear it myself, but loads of people sent me emails saying you completely hit the wall on the ONA show. 
I, I, I wanted to call about that and clear the air. Um, I did have a horrific, horrific one-line bomb that was then blew up in my face because a caller that I'm, I, mean, I don't know if he meant well uh, called in to explain who I was, and then the dogs were just fucking set on me. And I, I called back to try to clear that up, and it just it got worse just and worse. <laughs> It was such a shit storm. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, you know, if I'm if I'm the only person to ever bomb on the ONA show, then wow, the, then, I'll I'll take it. Um, well, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, no, it makes no sense at all. I'm in traffic and I'm stammering. But maybe next time you'll get your statue next to Voss's. Who knows? It might happen yeah, for you. Sure. All right, we do have the medium ready to go. Yes, uh, Teresa Caputo. Teresa Caputo. Now she is. The Long Island Medium, uh, she's got a brand new show on uh, TLC. It is brand new, correct? Uh, they just started the second season. Okay, see, I didn't even know that. Sundays at 9 o'clock. Now, um, uh, the Twitter is at Teresa Caputo, and you can check her out at TeresaCaputo.com. Um We'll bring her in now. She is the Long Island medium, and she can uh, speak with the deceased. Just had the clue, he was 12 years old. Fell from the roof on East 29. Kathy was 11 when she pulled the plug. 26 reds and a bottle of wine. Bobby got leukemia, 14 years old. He looked like 65 when he died. He was a friend of mine. Thing, live radio. <laughs> Welcome, Teresa. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Uh, you know, I was just telling the audience this, that I've had a friend who's been wanting to see you for years and can't even get close. You you have so many clients, right? You're kidding. Yeah. Uh, somebody who had uh, lost somebody in their family, and they'd always... And, and that's where I first heard about you. Really? Yeah. Yeah, well, um, before uh, I started doing Long Island Medium, which um, was only for the past year, um, I had a two-year waiting list before the show aired. Yeah, and that, exactly. It was a two-year waiting list, and this is before the show, and now I guess... I just every, have a list. Yeah, you just have a list. <laughs> no one even knows. Yeah, because I don't know what's going on, you know, so... So how did you get into this type of thing to do? A mediumship? Yeah. Um, I had suffered many years from anxieties, uh -huh. and uh, nothing was working. Went to many doctors, and like, there's nothing wrong with you. I'm like, there's something wrong with me. I'm not normal. There's something mm -hmm. wrong. And uh, I had gone to a spiritual healer, and through that, she immediately told me that spirit was trying to communicate with me. That's my anxiety was coming in. Because they were, they were coming in, and I wasn't able to channel and release them. Right. So it was causing panic attacks. So I, what I learned was how to understand what they were showing me, mm -hmm. what their symbols and signs meant. And because I feel spirit, that's where the frightening part came in. Because like if somebody passed from the chest, like somebody must have passed from the chest because I just they just labored my breathing. I felt like I couldn't breathe. Mm -hmm. And my so there was also someone also passed from something of either a blunt to the head or something of the head. So um, 
imagine being in the store and that happening to you, not knowing right. that spirit's trying to communicate with you. So you so, felt immediately in your chest. Yeah. Or, I got, you, or you just did now because I see you writing stuff down. You, yeah, because I just lost my breath. Yeah. Uh, some, do you know somebody that lost a child? Uh, or is there someone in that other room? Is there someone? No, I don't know anybody that lost a oh, child. Oh, okay. They had me write dad, and then they had me write child. Well, uh, Fez has lost his father. Is that, is that why I looked in that room over there? Did, I don't even know who that is. No, that, I, I, I'm going to tell you, that, that's Fez. And, and, I, and we've actually talked about this before you got here. Fez was a person that he lost his father, took it tremendously bad about a year ago. Then what happened was he would get things that he thought were signs, mm -hmm. little things that were left behind. But since that point, he became an atheist. A actually, after seeing Penn Gillette really? do an interview yeah. with me, Penn Gillette is an atheist. Oh, and after hearing Penn know. talk, he went from being a person who thought he was getting signs from his father. Oh, that's to, terrible. It, it's, you, you think that that's he... That's very sad. Yeah. You, so you lo look, you know, I, I read with the respect of, you know, um, I believe I have a beautiful gift from God. I mean, I literally was talking to you. You wrote, you saw what I wrote. Mm -hmm. You said you're writing something. I don't, I don't even know who he is. I looked over there. I said, yeah. who was the father? I'm staring right at him. Right. You know, um, did your dad have coins? Do you connect with the coins or is there something about a coin collection? Yeah. My dad, um, had things with coins. That's, look, you saw, that's what I wrote. You wrote, you I wrote it. Coins. That's what I wrote. Look, you can believe whatever you want, but what saddens me is that you lost your faith or you lost. So, um, that is one thing that I absolutely love about doing Long Island Medium mm -hmm. because just doing my having my little business, it was great. I touched many lives, healed many people or spirit. Their loved ones have healed them. Um, this is the thing that I love about TLC is right. that they the show is able to bring people peace, comfort, and also faith of knowing that there is more to life than just here in the physical world. Um, to be honest with you, with no disrespect, I didn't even know that it because she goes, oh, yeah, we're going to meet this uh, Ronnie. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Before I walked in there, like Ron and Fez, I'm like, holy shit, they're famous. Oh. <laughs> and I, I, don't, I don't even know what you... Look, right. like, I didn't even know that that was him. I didn't know you guys sat in different rooms. What do right. I know about radio? What do you think? I'm psychic or something there, Fez? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you come in here, Fez? Okay. Why don't yeah. you come in and maybe she can pick and up is on... his mom still here in the physical yeah, world? Yeah, his mom's still in the physical world. It, look, you have to understand, all I want, this is not... Should, I wait, should we wait for him to come yeah. in? Or... Okay. Uh, but the... But... You know, his family is very, very faithful, and Fez always was. That's fine. Up until this point. Mm -hmm. But just hearing Penn Gillette. I don't even know who that is. Look, I Penn don't even and Teller, know you're familiar oh, with the magicians? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, well, yes, Penn yes, yes. is kind of a famous atheist. Uh -huh. And he was doing an interview with me, and he was discussing his atheism. And Fez, although I see that you're all watered up now, Fez, you're like. Yeah, look, you have to understand. I believe, and I don't have to share this with you, but I'm going to choose to share. I mean, I'm Catholic. I'm a practicing Catholic. Mm. And I believe I have been blessed and have the most amazing and beautiful gift from God because I believe this was my soul's journey here to do this. I don't believe that it is me. I am just the vessel that mm -hmm. is allowed spirit to channel through me. The only thing that I will take credit for is the way that I allow them to channel. I always want spirit to communicate with that personality and with laughter again because I believe that sometimes people leave the world in a tragic way. Mm-hmm. Um, and we might feel that they are not at peace. And what better way to validate that your loved ones are safe and at peace and that there's more to life in the physical world but to bring up 
certain things. That is all I ask. I am not asking. I will never defend or try to prove what I do. I'm not here to make you a believer in God. Whatever your beliefs are, that's fine. But how many people have come to a session and they had lost faith? And I will share this with you. So, And I usually don't share stories of my clients, but very recently I had a woman that came to the house with her daughter. She lost her son. And all of a sudden I said to her, I said, call me crazy. I said, but I swear to you, I feel God's presence here in this room. And he is giving you permission to be angry with him because you have lost your faith. And he says, I just want you to know that I have your most precious gift safe with us on the other side. And I want you to return to your faith. You can be angry with me all you want. I found out after the reading that prior to her son's, son's tragic passing, she was a woman that volunteered at her church gave to the community, and because of the passing of her son, she became very bitter and angry with God. Now, who would know that? Mm. Who would know that? I, I'm not, you know, so take it for what, I'm not asking you to believe in God, but uh -huh. all you need to know is that your father is here. He feels present. gone to me. Like, like when we cremated him, that was it. Of his physical body. His soul, and I don't mean to sound corny, lives forever. His, that is a bond that you cannot break, whether you like it or not, want to believe it or not. That is a bond that you cannot break. Can I ask you this? Did you do more than one thing with your dad's cremains? Um, did you separate them, oh, no. spread them? No. What, what did you do with them? We uh, buried you, them. You we interred them. With them. Okay. A lot of people carry the cremains. They right. have the cremains. He told me that you did something with the cremains. You buried them, mm -hmm. and your mom is still here in the physical world. Is that correct? Yes. Your father just took red roses and handed them to your mother, which is my symbol for he is just acknowledging your mom. My also my symbol for anniversary. It's love and devotion. So I don't know if it's the wedding anniversary, or it is the anniversary of his passing. Are you, are, are you, was there a mass, are you Catholic? No, Lutheran. Okay. So, all right, so same thing. In your faith, do you say a mass or do something in your faith um, in memory of someone? Well, we, I mean, we had a funeral service. Besides that? Um, no, well, there was the dedication of his ashes. Perfect. Because he's acknowledging that he attended that in spirit. So I never, no one in my family has been cremated, so I wouldn't know how that goes or what you do or what you don't do. He wants to talk about the month of April, the number four, or the fourth of any month. How do you connect with the month of April? Um, birthday, anniversary, I don't care whose it is. There's uh, family birthdays in April. Perfect. Just acknowledging his presence and that he's here. You Did you keep something of your dad's with his handwriting on it? Uh, no, not oh, with his handwriting on it. He tells me it. yes. So, well, he, well, my mother had, uh, uh, one anniversary, my mother had, hand, uh, he had handwritten my mother a poem. Perfect. Oh. And she kept that? She kept it and it was stolen. My God. So, it is, had, who, would, who would steal it? She had her wallet stolen. Oh, look, hello, what did I write before wallet. he said that? Wallet. What did I and I? She has wallet written down. Yeah, she had her wallet stolen, and the person that stole the wallet threw everything out. Kept the credit cards, threw everything out, including that handwritten poem. So validating that he knows what happened with that poem. Uh huh. And when they make me feel as if we have something and we no longer have it, does not want her to feel bad. But he knows what happened. She just talked to me about that poem this past weekend. Okay. Well, that's not a coincidence. I didn't even know I was coming to be on your show. And that is Spirit's way, what I always say, that they prepare for me being placed in someone's path. 
And my wish for anyone that is placed in my path that receives a message is that they receive the message that will give them the most healing to embrace life without their loved ones. Because I believe no matter whom you've lost here in the physical world, I don't whether if it's a grandparent, an animal, your father, a child, you lost someone that you now have to continue with your life without. And that's hard. It stinks. And this doesn't make it easy, but maybe it'll just make it a little bit easier in knowing that your dad is still with you. That is it. I would never say this to someone, but I am just going to say this to you, that I wish when I leave here today, that is the one thing that you take with you, is that you just know that your father's soul hasn't left you. More importantly, did not leave your mother and the rest of the family. And that he will be there celebrating these things in spirit. And and just and we'll just leave it at that. Fair it enough. Ju- it just feels really gone. Well, what about the fact she wrote down wallet? That's the wallet thing. Yeah, it's weird because we just had that conversation this weekend, and my mother, I didn't even know that story. Right. Well, why uh, does this mean anything to you that you saw the wallet thing written down? I mean, you I mean, saw the me fact write that, that you before. just had that, yeah, and I never heard that your father. Even, I never wrote, told that story. I never knew that your father wrote a poem. I didn't know it either. It was, it was an anniversary when they were really young mm-hmm. and didn't have money to exchange gifts. So she had that poem in her wallet for like, you know, forty years. More than that, dude. Yeah, but your father, your father was a bit of a comedian, though. Yes, he, was he, goes, hysterical. he goes. My son gets his humor from me. It's true. I, he goes. Yeah. My wife should know that poem by heart. She read it every day. He goes. Why doesn't she just type it up? And at least we still have the poem. So what I love about him is that he's showing that he has a sense of humor. That he's hasn't uh, lost that and saying, look, rewrite the poem. Have you thought to say that to your mom? Just write it down. She knows the poem? I hadn't thought of that, but yeah. But I know yeah. she did look at it, you know. But a this lot. is my thing for you also is that validating for you that when you had that conversation with your mother, your dad's soul was with you. What other explanation is that? What ec- other explanation is there that I would say to you, you have something with your dad's handwriting on it, and then I immediately write wallet? I was going to uh, say, because right. you, dr- you said no, he's, te- he's telling me yes and had me write wallet. Right. So. Again, it's all about interpretation, because my life experience is different than yours. Is there a question that you have for your dad, Fez? Is there something that you've been... Is there some reason that you're still holding on to this so hard? Here you were, this person that had such spirituality, and now all of it is gone? Yeah. Is there a reason for it? Why did Why did you stop believing in the coins that he was leaving behind? It just... it. It felt silly. And it just didn't feel real. So then look for something. Well, is this, I think this wallet thing is real. Look. That was real. I mean, but the the coin thing is, you can't find it in the bottom of your pocket or like, what about, let's just hypothetically say if you were folding towels and all of a sudden you pull out a towel and a dime falls out. Like, really? what is a dime? I mean, if you pull out jeans, you could see change falling out. Yeah. But towels, or you lift up a bag, or you go to sit down and there's a dime or a penny sitting on your seat. It's just his way of saying, I'm with you. You look at the clock and the numbers are all the same or something. Um, or the time is always the same. Yeah. Usually, when I see like the number eleven, because that's a very strong spiritual right. number. That, you're getting that from me. Oh. I do that all the time. You und- uh, perfect. That spirit getting your attention. It's not that your loved ones is the clock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's their energy that is getting you to look at the clock at that exact moment. And so, 
um, your father um, also says that um, he says, I know we wish there was more time. He says, but you feel that you uh, wish that we had time to say goodbye. Yeah. He says, that's why you, that's what he had me write. Do you understand that? Wish that, that we could say goodbye. So please know that anything, now for your dad to acknowledge how you feel, that's your own personal thoughts, feelings, and emotions that nobody would know about. Validating that what you say to your father, nothing will ever be left unsaid. And know that, you know, when you, you want to say something to him, you he will hear you. He got sick really quickly and was in and out of consciousness and Well, you was sat gone. with him, he just showed me. He goes... But there was my, my son. He sat with me. He Is did. that correct? Yeah. So please know that when your dad was unable to communicate with you, because he shows me you holding his hand. Yeah. And you speaking to him. And you telling him that it is okay to let go. Do you understand that? Yeah. Please know that is your dad's way of acknowledging that he knew that you were there. Even though he could not respond to you. Did your dad always wear the same type of shirts? Because usually when they show me a flannel shirt, it's my symbol for either maybe it is a flannel or a plaid shirt. But more importantly, he only wore a specific type of shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and your mom still kept some of his clothing. What's with the robe? I don't wear You wear a the, robe? What's with the robe? Um, I never saw that before. So I'll, I don't know about the robe. You can ask your mom. But I do. Yeah, I still have his. He was visiting New York. When he got sick, and I still have all of his clothes hanging out. Okay. So it's his way of acknowledging that he knows that you kept his clothing, has no monetary value, but you still keep those things. Did your dad, who smoked? Or do you smell things that remind you of your father? There's no reason why you should smell it. Because um, what he did was show me cigarette smoke, and then I saw an Old Spice bottle. That's my symbol for two things, that you are smelt. Maybe he did wear Old Spice. Or, more importantly, you are smelling things that you should not be smelling. There's no yes. real reason for it. Like, if all of a sudden we smell, yes. no one's smoking, smell cigarette smoke, that's a form of communication. Oh, what's with the cars? Do you have a car? No, I don't. <laughs> okay. So, did your dad, I'm like, what's with the cars? And your father went, and I'm like, well, you told me to say, so you don't have a car? No. He lives in the city. Oh. Well, did, um, usually when they show me 1957, it's my symbol for car. Oh. oh, okay. I don't know. Usually an old car or antiques car or something about a car. Again, be, just because that makes no sense to you doesn't mean that it's not correct. So I will share with you what my number 57s are. It means um, either the age of someone, could be the year 1957, or it could stand for months, the month of May and the month of June. But you would have to connect with both months as far as birthdays and or anniversaries. Uh, my brother was born in May of 57. Oh, okay. Wow. Oh. So maybe a message for your brother. Yikes. Yeah. Who also, by the way, took his car. Remember, you took your dad. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, so you're not being, like, I feel like I have to do the work thanks, here. Ron. Because he's not doing it. But when she said car, I thought of your brother. Um, oh, yeah, my brother took his you, car after you he died. And you were upset about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that might be the extent when I said car, and he went like this. No, no, Right, right, don't bring it up. Don't bring it up. And I'm like, yeah. listen, Because it was a touchy thing on who was going to get the car. Perfect. Do you I still mean, feel, feel blocked? Because I'm picking up this stuff, and you're not. Yeah, I, th I guess because I'm, I'm not... Um, I'm just looking, you know, like at the surface stuff. Like sure. I tried to think right. of me in a car, and right. I haven't been in a car in years. But that's fine. But now we make, and that would make sense why you would have to go like car. this. No, no, no. Right? Don't talk about the car. But mm. these are the things. And look, I like when people, when spirit has me say something to someone, and they do not connect with it right away, because then it just even makes it better. Right. <laughs> right. It's like, 
oh my god you know and again this is i don't and i don't like to say this because i believe this i don't care what kind of faith you have but i think that we all you know need to believe in god i don't know if that's if i should say that or not but and i'm going to say this to you even though it's against what i feel i don't you know you don't have to believe in god if you don't want to but there's nothing that you can't deny right now that your father is present so and I share no, that every sto- one of them. You wrote coins, Here, wallet. Here's, here's the other thing: the reason why he doesn't believe in God, he's mad at religion. Sure. Fez, after his father passed away, he came out. Fez just came out of the closet, mm-hmm. and that's been another disconnection. Is would his father be happy with him now? Would he, you know, not be happy with him? What he's does got that something say? written down. It says proud, proud, proud. That's good to know. Look, listen, I'm Catholic. Speaking to dead people is against my religion. Right. Mm-hmm. But look at me. You know, again, it's just something. I, I think it's the religion, and I don't know how to say this. It's almost like, who cares what faith you are, right. as long as you believe in God? Now, why do you think his and, dad is proud, though, of him for coming for, out? or for, for the man that he's become. Mm. Ha, you know. Can you let that in, Fez? You let that's, that in at all? No, that's hard to let in. Why? You have to understand because spirit, they see things differently from the other side. And your fa- and why I allowed it to say is because he put glasses with roses on the lenses, which that's is my good. symbol for that spirit looks at things differently from the other side. Right. And he and he honestly just looked at me and said, Teresa, he says that's one thing about my son. He was always there for my wife and I, he says, no matter what, no matter what time, no matter, he says everything was dropped and he was there. How could I not be proud of my son? Mm. It's true, though. It has rife as you always were there for your dad. You know. And mom. And uh, can you connect with the number eight? The month of August, the eighth of a month. Is he past eight months? Uh, um, eight. Eight. The eighth of a month, the month of August. Could be a birthday or an anniversary. Does your brother have children? Yes. Because only because I asked your father, I said, look, I said, he needs to know if you're okay with what, what he came out with. He goes, look, he goes, I know and I've always known that Fez has been the complete opposite of his brother. It's true. However, you could, whatever it's your brother's business, what he does, forget the fact that he's married. That's opposite. Yeah, but I'm saying forget that. You know, but, other things. You are completely opposite from your brother. Is that correct? Oh, always, that's yeah. Both of my brothers. I think always I'm have been opposite. Always from. will be. What's with the cook? Does your mom still baby you? Yes. <laughs> he goes, I go like this, and I go, "Could you?" He goes, "Listen." He goes, "He's like the mo- this is my my son, my son, my son." Baking the oh, Fed, you want cookies? He has cookies. Let me. He cook did for that. You. Oh, he was like. Now, after Fez wasn't close with his mother until his dad died, and now he's become incredibly close with his mother. He was always like his dad's boy, but now he's his mom's boy. Yeah, and my dad was the one that would bake cookies. Oh. And send them to New York and have stuff ready whenever I visited Florida. Like what? Uh, uh, oh, and when cookies, I was in- any sort of cake. I was in the other room, and I kept saying, who lives out of state? Who's out of state? Who's out of state? It's Florida. And, and it was right at the end when I was getting ready to come into this room. Yeah. And I had no idea where I was going. I almost, I almost shit myself when I was outside. And they like, you're going in Ron and Fez. And I'm like, Ron and Fez? I'm like, that famous? No way. <laughs> See that? She almost shit herself. I almost, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> excited she was. I mean, can you imagine? 
Does <laughs> any of this do you feel connected? It smell with, like roses, though. Just saying. Yeah, she's the, because of the spiritual nature. Yeah. I feel very connected because that's so weird that I had just heard that poem story for mm. the very first time. Right. I didn't know, and my my I never heard it before. My mother had to go to court. Because they caught the woman who stole her wallet and ran up charges and stuff. And they asked her if she wanted to say anything. And my mother, not much into public speaking at all, stood up and told the judge about this poem. And now she's never going to have it to look at again. Is this really easy for you to say? No. Okay. No. No. Seems like it just like it's just for the first time ever. It seems like you're opening up to stuff. Yeah, you don't know. I'm really choking up. But but you, you you know what it is. I think that it's important that you realize. And I'm not here to make you believe anything. I mean, your father is doing. I'm not doing anything. Mm-hmm. But what what upsets me for you is that you allowed someone to affect your connection and bond with your dad. And Pendulette. that and, and I believe that was unfair. Pendulette. Well, he actually didn't say it to Fez. It's just that when no, he was. But he, no, yeah, I'm he, not saying it's nothing against yeah. the gentleman. It's, right, it's right. Fez. I'm saying it too is that he allowed it. You look, we're responsible for right. our own. And I'm, I'm just saying, look, I'm just the vessel. Your father is the one telling me. I'm not saying anything. I'm mm. just saying the things that your father is acknowledging, so you understand that he is with you. And whatever you choose, look, you could still, if you don't want to believe in God, that's fine. But you need to know that you're fucked because when that happened, you completely shut and pushed everything else away, which is wrong. That's what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? You, You allowed that disconnection between you and your dad's soul. Yeah, because I didn't think it was, it existed. Right. What about now? Um, I'm thinking there's something here that there's something. What's holding you back? Um. That I couldn't Google that. I'm sorry. Uh, the, just the the emotion that it's bringing is, up in me now. So you're trying to protect yourself from emotion. Yeah. Where I don't want to get to that point of mm-hmm. just so this is safety sobbing thing. to him every day. I, it's I know, a safety thing. Yeah, because I know. No, I know he doesn't stuff. want to see me crying. Right. But you're crying really inside because you're not, you're disconnecting right. yourself. So, you're still crying. Exactly. Uh-huh. You're just crying on the inside. So look, how about I leave you with these papers. Thank and you. And you can, just doodles, and you can do whatever you wish with them. But just know that when I leave this room today that your father is with you. That's it. That's all. Nothing else. No more, no less. All right. The Long Island uh, Medium Show is Sunday night's. On TLC, and that's worked out well for you. You like being there? Yeah, love TLC. 9 o'clock. Has it changed your life, though, moving over and doing this on TV, as opposed to just doing this in Long Island on your own? No, the only difference is that I always say is that um, I have instead of spirit just following me around, now I have cameras, Mm -hmm. and I just don't get to do fun things with my friends anymore. Right. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for uh, stopping by, Teresa. Uh, Fez, you've got the stuff. It's up to you now. Yeah. But, you know, she did give you a lot. She gave you a lot here today. I want to thank you for having me. It was a true pleasure meeting you. Nice meeting you, too. Thank you. Thanks. You're going to beat me? The golf? (laughs) Just as much evil around as there is good. You're in big trouble, though, pal. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. 
You eat pieces of shit for breakfast? No. They, you know, they kind of got voodoo in their Christianity. So many people. on a Fez show, not knowing we were having our uh, mics up, well, I was bragging that those people from Long Island still remember us from New York Radio, when fucking station blew up and everything was going great, uh, but they were going crazy out there, uh, the Teresa's uh, people. Uh, Fez, you just had the experience, and you were holding on very, very tightly in front of Teresa, uh, she gave you a lot. But you still stay with uh, the Church of Pem Gillette. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, I mean, those were really remarkable things that made me think good things about my father. But I still, I still don't believe that there's something that happens to us after we die. Then why were you crying? Why weren't you just saying that to her? I don't understand that you, were ha you had a foot in each camp there. I was trying to help Teresa push him into it because I thought it would be good radio. But I could not get him to take the, the full plunge. Uh, record number of tweets going out to us, though, of uh, people's comments on that. Uh, we're doing completely unscreened calls today, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Hi, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Yeah, Ron. Turn your radio down, buddy. Yeah, I was going to let you know... Uh if he can't get back from Mexico, I've got a guy that can get him across the border for $1,500. Well, I've actually talked to a guy about that last night. Uh, we were going to have him uh, flown back in, but, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Hi, you're on the Ron of Fez show. Yeah, this is uh, Art from Pittsburgh. Hey, Art. Hey, uh, Fezzy, please, please do not believe one ounce one ounce or one word that that woman says. She is well, Fez is, you know, like I said, he's got a, uh, he's got a, 
uh, a foot in each bucket here. Uh, He's at the giving same... you nothing but false hope. False hope. And I was chomping at the bit wanting to talk to her because Penn Gillette and James Randi would prove her wrong so quickly it would make her head spin. Well, I never, you know, being old Carney, I'm never in the thing of blowing up somebody's spot. I got no problem with anybody who makes a living like this. Actually, if anything, I find it quite amusing. Um, but I really did want to have Fez go in one direction or the other. He was completely believing while saying he didn't believe. And I was really trying to give him a slide down the down the hill and have him jump into it. Because that's when it really gets to be fun. When you really start to agree with them is when they really let loose. Hi, you're on the Run of Fez show. You used to work on 57th Street. On 57th Street. Get the connection? He's right about that. We did work on 57th Street. But Fez was not finding any of those connections. I was picking up on every single one of them. Because all you got to do is, when you're playing that kind of word association game, is to leap back into it. Hi, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ron, uh, I don't know exactly what it is about those mediums, but like I get, I cannot fucking listen to it. And I feel so bad for Fezzy having to sit there and this lady is feeding him all this bullshit and her charlatan fucking tricks doing these confidence man techniques that that, that she thinks are working and Fezzy has to just you don't want to be rude and like I said like you said you don't want to blow up her spot but Jesus Christ I get so angry Uh, you know here's the thing about angry and Fez sent this in on a homophobia thing today that most people that are homophobia are afraid of homosexuality and I think a lot of people that get mad at mediums are totally worried that the mediums are correct Uh, I see Anybody, I don't care whether you're following the the Catholic religion or the Jewish religion or the Muslim religion, when you suddenly act like, oh, the stuff on the outside, like the mediums or the Scientology or the Mormons, that those are crazy. To me, that's like when you see retarded people calling each other retarded. It's always like kind of funny. I don't understand the anger with it. The woman has a living. She walks around and tells people uh, things that they want to hear. How is that different than fucking Madison Avenue? How is that different than if somebody thinks that if they fucking start drinking a beer, that they're going to be accepted by women? That if they fucking drive a certain kind of car, they're going to find happiness? It's the same shit. Everybody runs a grift. Everybody's a fucking grifter. Hi, uh, on-screen calls today, it's the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Fezzy, what does ectoplasm taste like? I'd say, now that just sounds like he blew a ghost, and I know for a fact that he didn't. I was sitting in here. The woman wrote down wallet before he told the story, and Fez looked at her like she just fucking was handing him an empty paper. She wrote down wallet. She brought up that the brother got the car and he was born in 1957, that the dad did said, oh shit, don't even, let's, let's not even go back to this story. She laid it all out on the table for him. The fucking, all he had to do was bite on the hook. Hi, you're on the Run of Fez show, on screen call day. Hey, I was just uh, curious on your opinion. What do you think about pet owners 
being the reason for uh, all this filtered speech we have in the media today. <laughs> I mean, all they do is they drive around with a dog hanging out the window, wasting gas, driving up prices. They don't contribute to anything. You know, there's a really good point of that. I don't understand. Um, by the way, when I went to see my parents, my mother has some kind of fucking dog. I don't know what it is. Like, I got a flat face. And it kept being, like, fucking hanging around my uh, leg. And then she, my mom finally says, I told you he wasn't going to pay any attention to you. He doesn't like dogs. And, like, she, her feelings were hurt that I didn't fucking treat the dog like it was a person. But I treat dogs and children the same way I treat adults. I'll just go like this. Don't fucking step on my foot. I'm telling you. I will fucking crack you across the back of the neck. Some people want you to be friendly to their dogs as if it was their girlfriend. Uh, loaded phones today. Uh, also, keep an eye on the iBank because we're giving out prizes. Uh, hi, you're on the Ron Fez Show on Screen Caller Day. Hey, Ron. Uh, I, I want to talk to you about the freedom of speech thing, but one thing I want to talk to you because I know you love soccer is that uh, the great American Clint Dempsey is kicking fucking ass in England. And he plays for Fulham now, but they're saying that he's going to be picked up by a really big team. And this is definitely really big for American soccer. It, it is a slow but sure thing with American soccer. And what got me into American soccer is just the international game. I, don't, I, I watch a little bit of the Premier League and stuff, but it's normally like when they all start to play as countries is when I, I find it fun, particularly the way the European teams get with each other and the way the South American teams get together. But once you start to know who guys are, then you do follow their careers, and it's exciting to see Dempsey doing well. Oh, yeah, because Fulham is actually a middle-level type team. So uh -huh. they're thinking that maybe Chelsea, Man U, Man City, one of those big teams are going to pick them up. And like I said, man, that's going to be huge well, let's for do American this. soccer. Dude, whatever team picks them up, let's now say that that's the official team of America and that we'll only cheer for them. Uh, sure, I'll try that. All right, let's see if we can do that. All right, brother, thanks for calling. It's uh, Unscreened Caller Day, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. An interesting story just went up on the iBang uh, saying you'll never guess who's saying it's safe to drive stoned. It's an insurance company. Now, this comes from the Fix, and um, they're an addiction and recovery website, and they say that marijuana users, when they are high, uh, feel like they're driving 80 miles an hour, but they're actually driving 30 miles an hour. I will tell you this. When driving stone, you are never more fucking careful. You are so careful that you let everybody pull out in front of you. You're like, please, go ahead. I want you to go through your red light. I'm going to stay here at green for a while. Do it. Do it. I will actually quick pull into a 7-Eleven if there's a Domino's pizza car behind me, too, I'll just fucking pull right at, like I think it's a cop. I tend to think a lot of people are police when I'm smoking marijuana. But I do think that this is a great point, that drinking and driving, your confidence levels through the roof. You just feel like I can fucking drive anywhere and do anything, no matter how you're driving. But when you're smoking marijuana, 
you feel like you're taking the driver's test and you got the guy sitting next to you. Uh, 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866 Ron Zero Fez. I'll read some of the comments over there, too. Um, slow is not necessarily better. You want to get behind, stuck behind Grandpa Lewis on the FDR. I'll tell you this. I was in a car with Grandpa Lewis before. The guy drove like a bat out of hell. Um, the germ says he's been saying the same thing. Finally, insurance company um, understands. And then uh, the next guy says, so when they pull out on the interstate at 30 on a 65 zone, that's safe? Here's the point. Everyone should be smoking marijuana. And we should have the new cars that the second you turn your car on, a kind of vaporizer hits and fills the car with just enough weed to keep you fucking lightly stoned. I think it's a beautiful thought. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. See, I failed my driver's test, so I wonder if... Maybe well, did you take it here in New York, or where did you take it? I took it in New York, yeah. They're a little rougher in New York. That's what I hear. Uh, most places, they just let you go through. Because I think I, I missed seven out of eight questions. and they. Uh, I passed the written. I failed the actual driving part of it. Well, how can anyone fail the driving part? You just drive. Because I got in the car, and the guy said, oh, you didn't check your blind spot. And I said, what's that? I have no blind sp spots. Right. I let them know that from the second. I When I fucking... Uh, took my driver's test, I said to the guy, hold the fuck on, dude. <laughs> Just seriously, put your fucking feet up on the dashboard and hold on fucking tight, because this is going to be crazy. <laughs> I took it in the fucking General Lee. I said, "This is we're going to Dukes of Hazard this entire fucking experience. Um, did you ever smoke pot and drive? No, I only got one chance, and then I failed the test. Oh, so you I, never retook? I, no, I still don't have my license. No, I have a learner's permit. I still never got my driver's license. How old are you? years ago now. I'm 22. All right, so people in New York always get their stuff way, way later, too. Right. Does it even matter to you that you get a license, or you don't give a shit? No, I mean, I want to get it. I mean, it's a useful thing to have, obviously. When you leave the city. Right. But After the show, we'll go out and practice parallel parking. Well, that'd be good, yeah. Fez, because he worked at a car lot, feels like he's the best that there is in the world. I have a hard time believing it because I see him in here now. Whatever skills he had before in Florida, I can't believe that they still exist. Um, let's go over here. Hi, you're on the Run of Fez show. Um, hi, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hi, how's it going? Unscreen caller day. What do you got for us? Um, I'm a, I'm a stoner, and when when I drive not stoned, I drive like an, like an absolute fucking maniac. And when I smoke a little bit, I'm completely calm. I, I agree with you guys. I think it's it's common sense here, and it's time that the nation took a look at it. Uh, we would probably, if we do my vaporizer rule, probably be able to get rid of speed limits. Where fucking maybe at the most a cop will pull up to you and just start screaming faster, faster, please. But the great thing, too, is that the fucking cop cars will also vaporize and we'll have a lot more slow speed chases. Um, I, let's go over here. Line 8, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ron and Fez. Uh, hey, guys, I was supposed to meet you guys. Uh, remember uh, Davy Gaga Day uh, about two years ago? No. 
Oh, well, Dave uh, dressed up as Lady Gaga. Anyway, can I uh, promote my uh, website? Mag- yeah, go ahead. Magna Re- Tent Rental. I'm sorry. Magna Tent Rental.com. It's in uh, Pompton Lakes, New Jersey. Um, and, we, you know, we rent uh, tents, tables, chairs. Well, there's so many of our audience always wants to know where to get tents, <laughs> tables, and chairs. So I appreciate it, buddy. Uh, I don't know what it is about the uh, unscreen day, but people go out. By the way, there's some kind of weirdness with line seven, line seven, Fez, that I can't even click off it from here. But um, there's no even dial tone on it. It's very, very weird. Um, But if you look up on this, uh, people are saying that... uh, if, if we do the smoking, weed, and driving, the people will break for a red light way too soon. But if everybody's breaking way too soon, it's great. Here's one that says driving on asset. Completely different. Uh, hi, you're on the Ron and Fez show. It's on the screen caller day. Hey, uh, Fezzy, uh, forget your dad. I mean, how did your uh, fiancé in Niagara Falls, Ontario, Canada, handle you coming out as gay? That was a lie that Fez told simply because he was in the closet. I was ashamed. Now there's some closet in the closet that he's in. And today I saw it for the first time ever, where he really just couldn't be himself with Teresa, where he was afraid to take that leap. And I'm wondering what happened. Uh, Fez, what's going on with line seven? Uh, not sure. So right now it's just out of order. Can I tell you what my belief is? What's that? That's your dad. <laughs> I'm always wondering now that on a day that your dad tried to get in touch with you and you still had the wall up, is this a day that you're going to regret? That you had that opportunity to say, here's what I want to know from my dad. And you didn't get the chance. Because that woman has two uh, two years before she even got on TV. A two-year waiting list. Before she even got to television. What is going on? That you wouldn't take the time to say, you know, even I was trying to lead into, hey, he just came out. He wants to know I was that... You know, there was no specific questions coming from Fez. Now, everyone, whether they believe, like, uh, Leeds is a skeptic and was waiting outside just to ask questions. He has, you know, somebody that he wanted to ask a simple question to. And here, all this time, Fez didn't have a specific question for the medium, even if it was to prove her wrong. It was very, very odd to see in there. There's something being covered up, and I'd love to know what it is. Uh, unscreen caller day, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Got a special request from someone in Florida. He says he's driving a dead man's car. Oh, that's good. Here's Shame by Shirley on WRSR. It's a show within a show. Uh, it's a show within a show. It's the Ron and Fez show on on-screen caller day, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, I'll try line four. Four, you're on the Ron and Fez show. 
Hey, buddies. Hey, Ronnie, I'm up here in Maine. I'm getting ready to grab lunch. Should I get the lobster roll with mayonnaise or with the clarified butter? Uh, I'm a butter guy with my lobster roll. I don't believe in mixing the mayonnaise, and I thought that that was way more of a Long Island thing. I thought that was like a Montauk deal. Yeah, they do it up here. A lot of the cheaper places mix it in mayonnaise, but I'm going to go with the butter, buddy. Thank you. All right, peace. It's not even close for me. It's butter and lobster, period. Mayonnaise and lobster, what are you trying to do? Turn it into a tuna fish sandwich? I don't even do the mayonnaise lobster salad. I would rather fucking eat lobster than mix the mayonnaise taste into it. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Why didn't you ask a specific question, Fez? Well, what held you back? I think it may have been, you know, whether I believed in it or not, not wanting to hear the answer. Where if he, I mean... Wouldn't that have been great radio, though? Even if it made you so uncomfortable, just to see what answer that this woman would have came up with. I mean, for you, that would have been, that means that there's some kind of belief that you have. And here's the weird thing. Because who cares what that woman would have said to you? If anything, she was just trying to get over on the show. Uh -huh. She's a vessel, as she puts it. But, it. but if you don't believe, you thought it was just a woman, and who would care? But the, the faith that you have and the wall that you have up between you and your faith, that's the thing that the shrink hasn't broke you of. What's keeping this, the, this, the illusion of safety, which just keeps you from being alive, is your biggest problem. And I, you know, when, when people go, like to me, if I'm going to do something with a psychic, I'm going to play the fucking game. Much in the same way as if I'm going to go to a Polish restaurant, I'm going to have Polish food. I'm not going to ask for fucking, um, uh, do you have a hamburger or something I could eat? Take the fucking ride. Spin the wheel, make the deal. Today you weren't spinning the wheel, and you weren't making the deal, and you could you could have went two reasons. I even tried to do it as an experiment and trick her up or whatever, and throw some questions out there. You could have tried to believe in it, or see, just had some fun, and roll with it. I mean, I would have done my normal gimmick, where I act like everything that they're saying happened to me. I've done that to psychics on the air, on the air before, but I didn't want to do that today, because I, I know that this dad thing has been so important to you. Yeah, I, I just feel like it's a missed opportunity. And I was trying to get her to say bad stuff about Penn Jillette. Just like, that was Penn Jillette that did that. Penn Jillette took that just, from... Just pretending not to know him at first. Yeah, how do you not know who Penn Jillette is? Did I knock anything loose here? Or am, I all, am I all hooked up? I did knock something loose. I can't have Lappy 5000 go down on me. I can't have the 5,000 go down. Uh, it is unscreened caller day. Um, let's go. Oops. Let me try here. Line six, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I got two things. Uh, that CNN reporter, she should have just said sparkling wiggles, and then everything would have been fine. Uh, and then the second thing, I want to thank Fezzi. You know, I know we haven't talked about gayness for about 10 minutes now, but he's really kind of opened my eyes and 
given me some more compassion towards uh, um, gays and what they have to go through. Watching him be attracted to uh, straight men has kind of made me theorize, anyway, that you know they got a really tough road to hoe. Because if you're attracted to men, why would you be attracted to an effeminate man? Wouldn't you be attracted to a man that is a man and 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 acts like a man and doesn't act like a woman? I'm not attracted to. Uh, you know, for lack of a better term, a butch woman. I'm attracted to a, a, a feminine woman. So I'd like to thank Fez for that. Well, um, hey, that was Harvey Milk's entire thing. I don't know why, I, by the way, I feel the need to initialize everything today. But Harvey Milk said that the reason why people should come out is because that other people will look at the world differently. Uh, look at our former uh, vice president. He's not a guy that you would assume would be in favor of uh, gay marriage. But because he has a gay daughter, he's conservative about everything but that. Uh, which always makes me laugh at open-mindedness. People only tend to be involved in open-mindedness when it works for their cause. Fezzi has nothing to do with gay causes until he himself decided he was gay. And then he's like, oh, now I'm on the side of gay causes. And it doesn't exactly make you open-minded. It just makes you selfish for your own causes. Uh, and I think we're all that way. Um, Fez, who always worries about language and, and stuff like that and taking care of minorities, uh, wrote a piece that we didn't put up on the iBang that was very anti-Greek. But I don't think that he realized that it was anti-Greek. Um, but because that's not his minority of choice, then it's fun to make uh, fun of those people. Uh, the homophobia thing that you said in Fez, uh -huh. I don't even think that you understood the premise. Well, it was saying that it's based homophobia is based out of a fear of gay tendencies in that person who has the homophobia. Yes, and this is not a new theory. No. Uh, in other words, it's afraid not of gays, but afraid of being gay yourself. And that makes total sense. Right, so that's why I didn't agree with homophobia being a fear of gays. It's a fear of your own gayness. Yeah, I mean, but then it translates in, into, like, a hate of gay people. Yes, because you want to push away the thing that you think that you are. So, yeah, it's... um. What don't you understand about the premise? That homophobia doesn't seem more like a fear of gay people. It seems more like a hate of gay people. Same thing. That's that's where I was like having trouble. Like with other you, you phobias, don't think, you don't, you know, you may be afraid and avoid that thing, but there's not like a hate that goes that, that into does, it. That doesn't make sense. Look at the people that are anti-Muslim. You have the fear before you have the hate. Fear and hate are very very related mm -hmm. across the board. Across the board, when you have when you hate communists, you have a fear of communism coming into your country. It's very rare to have a, a hate of something before you have a fear of it. If you look at Nazi Germany, they had a fear of the Jews doing so well economically inside their own country before they had the hate. Okay, I, I see what you mean. 
It's not what I mean. It's what this study means. The homophobia comes from a fear of the person being gay. Now, you can agree to that, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, when you have gay thoughts, in your case, you believe that that's gay, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. So the people that are homophobic are gay, hating other gays. So you should leave the straight people completely out of this fucking thing. This is just more gays hating gays. And please, I want you guys to take care of it in your own community and leave the rest of us just to live our simple fucking life. Because we want nothing to do with this. It's some weird S&M game that you people play that we're not uh, part of it. Um, oh, we did put up the, the Greek story where Fe- Fez makes fun of Greek people and their food. And right away I'm like, well, what if he done a, a fried chicken joke? If he was doing that about black people, or would he have done an apple teeny joke if he was doing it about the gays? Um, I think we all do it. I don't think you have to be. A, I don't think that you have to be afraid of your fucking prejudice fest. I think you have to own it first. And gay and you know what Greek people always get teased about buggering. Oh yeah. So or that might gay. be you, kind of being anti-gay a little bit. Oh, I didn't and even think of that. This is what Teresa was trying to tell you. And this, what do you think this wall is up, Fez, that's keeping you from communicating? Uh, I think it could be just a, a wall of stupidity of not thinking enough. No, I think that you're trying to do that, but is it a wall of jizz? A wall of backed-up jizz? Well, I don't feel like it is, but yeah, it's it could be just frustration and having, you know, being openly gay and never acting on it. Right. So you believe now that there's a wall of jizz around you, hardened jizz. Yeah, there's there's a wall of jizz that needs to be taken care of and in you, my life. Yeah. You're sitting inside a wall of jizz. Mm-hmm. That is really putting a film and a filter on how I'm seeing the rest of the world. Why didn't you bring that up to Teresa? To ask your dad. What stopped you from making that move? What stopped you from having, just testing her, just a test to say, I wanted to ask my dad this and seeing if the, the answer would have came back. Why couldn't you gotten over the wall of jizz? Just to try that even once. Everybody who sees a medium does that. You know, I've, uh, we would always do shit in shock jock radio where a psychic w- would come in. Because it was like a fucking day off. So many people believe that the phone calls just like, my, I lost my my cousin. And you know, and then the psychic says, he still loves you. Thank you. And in the meantime, you can sit there and fucking smoke a joint. You do bumps. And you're not paying attention to the rest of your show. It was always great. The people that I noticed believed in psychics more than anyone I ever met. Newscasters. Every newscaster talks to a psychic about their career. And I was curious about it for a while until I figured out that newscasters never really feel like they deserve their job. It's just because they're handsome or pretty and can speak the English language, but they never know when they're going to be fired or not. They never know whether it's merit, why people like them, they can't tell. You know, are, are you, you know, what makes Matt Lauer likable and not the other guy likable? No one knows. So they all have a tendency to worry about their jobs. And they would come in and pepper psychics. And then the psychic would leave and they go, I don't know if I believe any of that shit. But they would at least be curious. The interesting thing about Fez today is that we were still pulling teeth with him. He didn't have any curiosity to test her 
were to test the fact of whether his dad was even paying attention. You were crying when that was happening, right? You really thought that his dad was here. Yeah, it was a sad thing. Mm. I didn't feel anything. I don't know whether that makes me a bad person or not. Maybe there's a wall of quim around me. I don't know. You just got to blast through that wall. Hi, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, how you doing? This is Izzy over in Jersey. Hey. Hey, listen, I was uh, just wanted to agree with you on that whole uh, the wall of jizz with uh, Fezzy. Because, uh, uh, Fez, I think that this is an issue with uh, you having to get this out and not just get this out of your system. Um, but accepting this is not a dirty act, because I think that part of the reason why you haven't uh, had anything uh, in your, your sex life is to kind of think of it as dirty. Maybe you were raised, you know, because of the way you were raised and whatnot. Well, you know what? I mean, I don't know whether it's important to blame people. I think that we have a tendency to blame either our parents or something that happened to us instead of just starting fucking fresh every day. But Fez, the fact that he's only had crushes on straight guys uh, is another way of keeping that wall up. And the weird thing, Fez, is... The duplicity of having a crush on a straight guy is what makes people not like gays. It, it, it's what makes straight guys not like gays. It makes them nervous that this gay guy is would be for, could possibly be forward with them. Um, or even thinking it. It's just like, you know, now you know, you know, Fez did the exact same thing that creepy guys do with women where they act like they want to be friends. But they're always just waiting for that opportunity to fucking slip it in. And that's how Fez is, was with his straight friends. Uh, maybe one night this guy will get uh, fucking drunk, he'll pass out, and I'll be able to mount him. Was it an active, like, that was the goal? Or yeah. is it just less scary to have a crush on a straight guy because then you're not really putting yourself at risk of having it not be reciprocated. But wouldn't even then, the, the way that you're saying it, would mean that you don't want sex. Right. And who does I mean, the, uh, to not want sex seems far more unnatural than being gay. You know, because at least gay people, they're like, this is what I, this is my sexual desire. But to be repulsed by sex, I think, is where Fez is starting from now. And I don't know why your shrink isn't working with you on that, Fez. I mean, we've talked about it and stuff. I think one, one thing... Are is, you repulsed by sex? I'm scared of it. I don't think I'm repulsed by it. Let's go back to the homophobia thing. The fear comes in. And the hate comes in. They're very, very relatable. Mm -hmm. You hate the idea of having sex. I think what's happened is I've made it such a big deal in my mind now that it's becoming harder and harder to get past the wall. The wall of jizz? The wall of jizz, yes. It's weird that you keep going back to the wall of jizz. And is that your own jizz? Um, yeah, but at some point, you, you, you know, it had to start where you didn't want to do it. Yeah. So well, why sit around and blame it on today that it's stacked up when it's something that you never wanted to do, you never were interested in, where most teen boys are not only interested in sex, but they're obsessed with it. And I'm not just talking about straight boys. Most gay boys will tell you, oh, it's such and such an age, 
I became obsessed with this or that. You know, this is what I would fucking batch to. This is what you never did that. You never batched to stuff when you were a kid, right? No, I really didn't do a lot of batching. Mm. And and I had this situation over vacation where somebody did. I was out at one of the gay bars, and someone finally did approach me and hit on me. Really? Yeah. And it was this guy who, I. Uh, Mid sixties, I would so say. Younger than you, you got yourself a youngster. Older than me, mm-hmm. older than me, and was I? I you know I don't want to throw this out, but kind of special needs, and was annoying everybody in the bar, and right. I, and I'm like, and and just reek, just stunk so bad, and I'm like, and I'm telling myself, I know this could happen if I wanted it to. All right, so you finally got somebody attracted to you. Right. And it was an old, stinky retard. Yes. <laughs> Why didn't you go for it, dude? Well, I, you know what? I even thought about going for it, and I'm like, I don't want to be with this person. Why didn't you get the old, stinky retard and break I, the seal? I could have, and I, and I kept thinking that, and I'm like, just do it. Now, here's what I'm curious about. I don't know where we would go, but just do it. Do you think in other people's stories you're the old stinky retard? That's uh, that's another thing that I worried about. I go, you know, this guy was just bothering everybody in the place. So you were the last person he asked for sex with? So he, he kept coming back to me. Right. But he would try other people. Yeah. Yeah, he was bothering other people. Yeah. Well, you say bother. I don't know what that means in a gay bar. Like want to fuck? Uh, no, he just I'll blow you. Hugging on people. And just saying, you look, you know, just these really simplistic, you look really nice compliments that he kept putting out. And I heard other people saying that finally it had enough saying, just stay away from me. Mm. Was it just verbal with you or was there like touching or... Cup your balls? No, there was like hugging and putting his arm around me and some shoulder rubbing. Mm. So you can't wait to run to the shrink tonight with this story, huh? And I'm like, yeah. I'll so you were the bell of the ball. You were the bell of the special needs ball. And I just went home going, I should have just been with this uh, out-of-towner who I didn't even know. Well, but there was, was it, why would a retard be from out of town? There's yeah. something about this story. That's what he. That was part of his story. Bring, he was telling why everybody. Why didn't you bring this up with the Long Island medium? I didn't think it required a medium's attention. <laughs> Any anything to stop pulling fucking teeth in there would have been great. Anything to get her, you know, her vessel opened. Um. It's the Ron and Fez show. Uh, Fez Watley has his first shot with an old stinky <laughs> retard and took the collar. Uh, did not, went 0 for 4, but it was an opportunity and an opportunity lost. Yeah, the opportunity was definitely there. He'll be back. <laughs> sure. There'll be other stinky retards in your fucking future. <laughs> um, hi, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, buddy. Hey. Hey, um, you know what the show's missing today? What's that? Some Pepper Hicks sound effects in the background. I was wondering if you'd let me just hang out and just uh, do a little Pepper commentation as the show goes on. No. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 
866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I mean, if there's anything we just, we've learned today, is the show's much fucking better without Chris Stanley in here. M- much better without Fred, and much better without Zito. Fez has been all over the show today, grabbing rebounds, assists, scoring, not just from downtown, but even a couple of fucking dunks. <laughs> Hi, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hi, Ron. Does your father wear shirts? Yeah, he does. He wears shirts. He puts them on in the morning. Does he have a car? Yeah, my dad has two cars. He's got a truck and a car. Look what I wrote. I couldn't know that. How can I know that? There's no possible way for you to know that. That's fucking unbelievable. I will tell you this. My father has two things he does now. He watches baseball and Fox News. All the hate that man has from the, for the President of the United States. I honestly felt like my dad could join some kind of Unabomber thing after spending a couple days with him. He despises the President um, and his wife. Hi, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ron and Fez. Uh, I just started a website recently, and I was wondering if I could throw a plug to it. Go ahead, buddy. It's uh, t-shirtassassin.com. I appreciate it, Ronnie B. Thank you. Wait, what kind of t-shirts do you make? Um, it's just uh, some offensive t-shirts, uh, zombie t-shirt, uh, just tasteless things, you know. Where are your iBank t-shirts? What's that? Where are your iBank t-shirts? How come no one's making the Interabank t-shirts? Watley, you were going to oversee that, weren't you? That was going to be uh, Fez Watley's place. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, I'll have to make some Alabama t-shirts for you guys. All right. How, how about uh, old, old stinky retard? No, I don't want that. That's I don't think that. You know, it's one of those things where it's funny today, but in a couple months from now, we'll be like, what do you mean old stinky retard? What is that even supposed to mean? Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, hi, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, just uh, wondering if the medium mentioned uh, the umbrella at all. Did that come up in the conversation? No, I was waiting for that all to come down. And um, I think Fez was blocked somehow in front of the medium. I think that you were afraid of something, Fez. And I think that's what I want your thing to be with your shrink tonight. Why? What kept you from diving into that and making that and, and spinning gold there? I, I I will check with the shrink. I think it was just... No, have you being, got a new shrink? Or do you remember you were firing the other one for two years? No, I haven't fired the other one yet. How long have you been looking to do that? Uh, four months now. No fucking way is it four months. No way is it any less than a year. Insane to say it's any less than a year. I remember Chris Stanley screaming at you about this well over a year ago. And that is, of course, I'm talking about the late Chris Stanley. God knows we all love him, but he is late coming back from his vacation. And aren't you glad you came in today, Fez? Yes. Aren't yep. you glad you didn't play be- play best stuff? Yep, I'm very glad. I was really, and asked your shrink this, just be like, ask your shrink why you wanted to uh, play a best of instead of coming in here and grabbing in the mic time that you've had today. I will check into that. I was just uh, uh, worried about being shorthanded, I guess. Good. It's good to be shorthanded. Mm-hmm. That's the fucking best thing that can happen to you. 
Because that's how you fucking get out of your rut. It's fucking good to have the odds against you. Let the odds stack up against us here. I fucking adore it. The last thing you want to do is get into a place of comfort because they never change fucking shit. Look, today, uh, you're able to be blocked up with a psychic. You told us the old stinky retard story. Uh, you made a scathing attack on Greeks. This is all stuff we never would have fucking known before. Um, we wouldn't have had Linsanity without a few injuries. Thank you very much. D today could have been, if you were in the right frame of mind, could have been Fez Sanity. I didn't know who he was. I didn't. Know, I know you guys are famous. Her and her fucking person, from, both from Long Island, loved us when we were on NEW. And I'm telling you now, there's nothing against satellite, but there's nothing like New York radio. It's the fucking craziest place ever to live. Uh, hi, you're on the Run and Face Show. Hey, Ronnie, this is Airborne Ranger. I do uh, design work on um, Eastside Dave's website. I'm just calling him with a spy report. Uh, spy report? Spy report. Yeah. Yeah, um, Facebook just apparently bought a company called Instagram for $1 billion. Now, what does Instagram do? It's an application that was proprietarily on um, Apple phones. And what it, it's like a Twitter for photographs, so instead of typing out a message, you just take a picture of something and upload it, and people can like it, people can not like it. Oh, I've been seeing this lately. People tweet photos from it, yeah. Yeah, and you just put up your face. And what's it called? Um, they just got bought by Facebook, so um, they just posted, um, Mark Zuckerberg just posted something to Facebook, and Instagram just made the notification. They bought, they tried to buy them earlier, and... Um, I think February 2011, and I don't know if they could couldn't reach an agreement, but yeah, they just paid them a billion bucks. That's a B for it. So. That is phenomenal, and the whole thing to me just seems like uh, the blue center light pop. Um, I love the blue center light pop. I'll tell you what to do there. I'll I'll tell you what I'll do immediately. Uh, first person who's able to get through and tell us what's on. Well, no, it'll have to be put up. On, you'll have to check out the Twitter first. We'll do it from the iBank Twitter, and then we'll let you know what to look for in the blue center light pop. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Hi, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie B, how's it going, man? Um, uh, what do you got for us? Uh, this is uh, Matt from Akron, Ohio, and uh, I just want to say I uh, got the pleasure of meeting Corbin Bernstein this uh, weekend. He's yeah. He's in the uh, movie here. And I uh, just want to give you the heads up. I can't remember what the name is, but there was a really cool, intense uh, SWAT team scene shot near my house. Uh, are you uh, going to go back to and see him again? I'm gonna try to. I, I got to find out where the uh, where the other tapings are gonna be. But uh, he gave me a contact. So. All right. Tell him that he used to do my show. He used to do the Ron Ron show in Florida. I forget what TV show. He was over in uh, Daytona and drove all the way over just to sit in with us one day. All right. I'll tell him. And uh, can I plug my uh, website real quick? Go ahead. Uh, I've talked to you before. You made fun of the name of it, but it's uh, Cinefilter.com. We do movie reviews and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, what's uh, What's the big uh, movie for you right now? The sushi movie? <laughs> no, I don't, there's really nothing coming up this week, but uh, I've been impressed by a couple sleepers so far. I thought 21 Jump Street was surprisingly funny. Sleeper, and, it's uh, a giant fucking hit. Yeah, but everybody gives it a hard time because it's Jonah Hill and everything. No, we got great fucking reviews. I, I just, the word on the street, anyways, when I talk to people, it's just like, you know, they're like, oh, Jonah Hill, blah, but I, I don't know. I, Go I to don't Rotten Tomatoes and tell me. First of all, Jonah Hill is really a funny fucking dude. I, I, I'm aware now, yeah. I mean, I liked him in Super Bad, but he did a couple duds in there in between. Like what? Cyrus? Uh, you know, I thought I, he was great in that. Uh, yeah. And he know, just Moneyball, got nominated for a, a thing for Moneyball. Moneyball was a great movie, but I felt like it was just him being him, only not funny. Like, serious, too serious. I don't know. Uh, it was a serious film. He wasn't supposed to be funny. He was nominated no, for a war. Fez, what's the Rotten Tomatoes on this? Okay. Still looking to get it. Tough. All right, buddy. Well, hey, man, that's, just, that, that's the beauty of our, our shitty podcast. It's just it's not very informed people, you know, telling their opinions. So. so you guys do a podcast as well. All right, it's... 85% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is really fucking strong for yeah, a comedy. I, I don't know. Rotten Tomatoes, to me, it's I know it's probably the most balanced of any of them, but I I don't know. I still I find myself not agreeing with a lot of the stuff they do. Well, first of all, it's everybody together. So Yeah, but it, there's, still, there's a slight skew to it, and you got to sign up for it and everything. I, I don't no, know. It's it's not, you're not even making sense today, son. <laughs> you're not making right. any fucking sense today. It's every single reviewer out there. They, there's no reason for them to be skewed um, because these guys are competing with each other. Just the average. Yeah, it's just an average. It's a mathematical average. Um, trying to put together this contest as I roll along. 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866 Ron Zero Fez. Hi, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, uh, Fezzy, I think part of the, uh, the hang-up you're having with the dating is um, uh, the protocol is you have to get the poison out. And I did some Googling. Um, what the gays are supposed to do is you're supposed to jizz it to a shot glass, top it off with vodka, bottoms up. Um, do, you, do you have a problem with that, Fez? Um, Doing a shot of your own jizz. Yeah, I don't think I want to do a shot of my own jizz. Would you do a shot glass of somebody else's jizz? If I was in love with them, yes, I would. If I paid a prostitute to come in here and jizz into a shot glass, would you drink it? Uh, if that broke down the wall of jizz, yes, I would. All right, I'm going to get in. So you would have unprotected ha se semen drinking from a street prostitute. Oh, they're not tested. Well, who tests? What am I, a fucking cop? I'm not going to sit here and test people. Give them a test, if they're tested. Like a quiz? Like just fucking... Yeah, oral. Ugh, disgusting. You you plan on drinking straight uh, prostitutes? Well, I don't ever plan on being with a prostitute. Well, you're going to have gay sex, right? Yes. Well, don't most of them at one point in their life do some prostitution? I don't think that's all of it. I think that, yeah, that happens to some I mean, gay not people. not the elderly retards who's going to pay for it. Right. It happens to some, but I'm sure not all. I don't think that's 100%. Mm. Well, nothing's 100% in this world. You think Fez is interested in gay sex at all? I don't know. I mean, the thought, the thought that he was even considering the old retard he met implies that he just wants to 
He wants to try it. Get out of his system, right. Yeah, but is this something he wants to do or thinks he should do? Right. That's the problem. Because it seems like it's always these either unattainable or totally undesirable, so it never becomes an actual thing that comes close to happening. You still attracted to straight guys, Fess? There are some straight guys that, yes, I get very attracted to. Anyone new? Um, no, not anyone new. No, but, I mean, you know, the standard good-looking movie stars, sure. Who doesn't? Other guys. Um, but you weren't before you knew that you had... I mean, because you hate George Clooney, and he's actually pro-gay and all this kind of stuff, uh-huh. beloved by the gay community. You despise him. He's thought of as very, very attractive by females, which I would imagine the gay community would feel the same way. The interesting thing about Fez is, even when, if you notice, he's got that thing of, if I was in love with that person, I would do it. So that's almost what we would consider like girl sex in the straight world more than boy sex. Like a guy would not feel he had to be in love with an elderly stinky retard to do something with him. Was there any part of you that was attracted to him? Oh, no. None. There was no... You were repulsed. Yeah, there was no looks. The smell was really bad. What did it smell like? Uh, A lot of old beers and cartons upon cartons of cigarettes. That sounds like a good smell. That sounds like... Makes me miss Chris Stanley. Hi, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, uh, Ronnie B. Yeah. Uh, Spy Report, uh, CNN saying that uh, Bob Seger and a female companion were abducted by Sinaloan cartel and held for ransom in Mexico. That's bullshit. You know it's bullshit. I got CNN right now. Why do you lie? I don't know. Uh, why do you Bob Seger. Why do you lie? Nothing has happened to our Chris Stanley. He's more than safe. You know, it's it's one thing for me to worry, but then, then have you guys be excited about it? I knew I should have got um, his friend's mother's names and stayed with in touch with them the whole time. Find out who was doing the drop-off and who was doing the pickup. Hi, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Fezzy. Yes. Did you, uh, maybe you should have just uh, punched that gay retired old guy in the stomach made him cry? Fez has done that before in the past. Um, he bullied as a young person. He punched a retarded girl in the stomach. Um, later, that was found out that that girl could not have children because one of her ovaries was ruptured. But you said it felt good that the kids laughed and clapped. Yeah, that at that point in that moment, it uh, it felt very good to be like cheered on by the crowd, by the neighborhood crowd. So if we would have cheered you on to really jump into that bit today with the Long Island medium, would you have done it? Um, uh, if we were cheering, go, Fez, go. Or you can do it, Fez. Or drop the wall. Uh, that that might have had a difference. I'm not sure. How many paid cheers do I have to bring in here? Oh, you don't have to bring in any paid cheers. I was just... You said if it would have had a difference. Uh, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a difference... That matters in a matter of difference. Hi, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, Fez, um, I'm seeing some names here. Uh, I just want to see if you can make a connection. Uh, Rory Hamptons, Mooch Cassidy, Glaubitz. Do any of these names uh, connect with you? Yes, I know uh, each and every one of those people. 
Do you have a car? Is there a car? Did anyone you know drive a car? A car? Don't pull his teeth. We've had enough of that today. The Long Island Lily uh, got two of his fucking back molars out. No one catches that I called you the Long Island leader. Uh, anyway, here we go. You're on the Ron and Fez show. Yeah, Ron. Uh, you got John Ford and uh, some blue book, The Unbearable Likeness of Being. Oh, we've got another winner. Great job. That's the stuff that's on the uh, blue centerlight pop. That's uh, John Ford. Uh, and a Richard Avedon picture that was taken that's just amazing, where he's wearing an eye patch and glasses. And, of course, the great book, The Unbearable Lightness of Being. You've just run, um, oh, actually, a great photography book, uh, Rock Scene by Bob Gruen. So congratulations. I'm going to put you on hold and uh, make sure we get their name and address, Fez. Got it. Fez is on top of everything today. I now realize it's Chris Stanley and Mark Zito and Fred the intern that we're all holding them back. But you're very, very uh, comfortable around uh, Dan. Oh, yeah. Dandy Don, Dan Perlman, the, the Don of all pearls. He's very easy to work around. Thank you. And Chris Stanley is not? Chris Stanley can be. Um, I know he gets very upset on a lot of occasions, tends to explode. Uh, Zito just tries to derail. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Dandy Don, uh, I like having him around. Oh, that's really good here. news. Yeah. That's really good news. Looks like uh, Fez has got a brand new crush. And maybe the walls would come down. You ever see yourself uh, going from Fez? You know, a lot of the interns get raped. Uh, you know, uh, I guess I'm not interested in men, but right. but if there were a parallel universe right. where I were interested in men, I mean, still probably not. But Do you think you could just bite through your wrist and put up with it until it was done? Uh, I don't think it's going to last long. I don't know if I'm getting enough credit. It's that. that disgusting? Yeah. I mean, okay. it's, not, it's not that it's Fez. It's just, you know, it's a different thing. Now, is that a weird thing for you, Fez, to just know that the kind of sex that you desire... It's not even so much on one it, but seems repulsive to other people. By so many other people. Yeah. Yeah, because it just makes me... I mean, I think all sex is kind of animalistic. You know, it's just natural. But for some reason, the gay sex just seems like there's no human side to the person. It's just all pure beast going at it. I never thought of it that way. That, I think that's like the, the thought that's out there. I don't think so. I see two humans, both having dicks, cornholing each other. Well, that's good. That's the way it should be. But when someone like Dan Perlman says, you know, it's repulsive, right? that's, that's the thought where, where I get. He's not repulsed by dogs fucking and or I'm not, zebras. I'm not repulsed by the thought of two men having sex. It's just when you put yourself as part of it, it's something that I know I'm not attracted to men so it would just have to be a rapey kind of thing i see so you consider it all rape i'm saying if you have someone who's actively not interested in right. any of that kind of sex then how could it, it's not something that i would be consenting to all right if you were raped right is that something you think you would find a way to deal with or would it always bother you the rest of your life 
if I was just raped one time, yeah, yeah, sure. I don't know. I don't think anyone who gets raped, that, that but you think that you would bring it up with girls like, hey, one time some dudes raped me. Do I think that would be a pickup line? No, I mean, but as soon as you felt like, is it something that you would feel the girl needed to know? About you I would once. say I would say it once I have sex with a girl a few times and then start confessing things because I feel like okay she might be around a little while right she needs to know this stuff so you go you know one time when I was younger some guys raped me right see that's the way he thinks of sex is something that after a while when you finally have a place of trust. You would admit to a girl. It's really strange, Fez, when you think about it that way. Yeah, I'm glad he clarified it from going from repulsive to it just seems too rapey when he thinks about it. Because, yeah, I think people should be repulsed by rape. Well, he's saying that's the only way he can imagine it. If I were a part of it. It's not that, it's not that oh, two men having sex is disgusting. Well, that doesn't matter to me. But if the money was right, could you bang another guy in the ass? A billion dollars. A billion? Mm-hmm. See, I was talking about this with somebody about like how, how much would you have to be paid to suck a guy's dick or something right. like that. And I don't know, just the thought of taking any money to perform a sexual act is uncomfortable. I can m m more easily imagine paying for sex, like easily imagine that, than taking money for it. Huh. But I think so how much money would you pay to suck a guy's cock? <laughs> uh, I don't know, whatever. whatever's on the wallet, I guess. Um... So, Fez, when you hear stuff like that, uh -huh. it's got to make you realize that the gap is just astronomical right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's totally there. Where people, you know, like, th this guy can't imagine himself ever doing it. But it's just so incomprehensible of an act that it's just, it's just, it can't even be thought of. Uh, do you feel like that there should be a gay island that gay people go to? Well, only if uh, the, not to be sent to. If they choose to go to a gay island, that we've nothing got wrong with the that. Uh, we've got the um, the Scientology indoctrination with uh, Tom Cruise, and it is uh, up on the eye bank, and it's so fucking funny to see how people weirded out by that. Because if you just replace the the Scientology with Christianity, it looks like most of my TV on the weekends that you know when you're going around the paid channels but because it's Scientology they're freaked out about it that's up on the iBang also this is was an actual uh, headline from a British newspaper and we put it up as is gravy wrestling model suffers horrific facial injuries after being hit with a monkey wrench when she interrupted a friend having sex that's one of the all-time great headlines you're never gonna be able to beat that one I don't know where you edit it though I don't know. I think every part of that headline is necessary. Um, let's go back to this, though. What he was just saying, you see that he has a fear of homosexuality. Mm -hmm. And that's basically what we were talking about before with homophobia. Although he's okay enough that he doesn't think it's going to happen to him, or he doesn't feel it in himself, Dan is actually comfortable in his own skin I would say with his sexuality where if he had even the tinge of him thinking he was gay I think that's where the anger of I'll fucking kill somebody if they try this right yeah but I mean his anger would come from not the fear of being raped it would be the fear of 
I want to join in on this. But he's not that way. Right. So I think it's a couple of different fears there. Um, but you now are you now are saying that homophobic people are homosexuals. The, the, yeah, that this the fear is that the gayness in them will come out. So those people are homosexuals. Yeah. So it's homo. Anytime you hear about someone gay bashing, right? It would be a homosexual doing it. Yeah, it, I mean, for uh, right, I would so, think for a lot of it, for yeah, most cases, yes. Then why don't you say this? We gay people have got to get our shit together before we even start and talk to straight people. We have got the because the homophobics are homosexuals. It's your version of a black on black crime. Um, let's go over here to line four. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, uh, back to that political correctness stuff. Uh, you know, if you get away from the west coast or the coastal cities, and that, that takes a dramatic drop off. Uh, you wouldn't believe it. it's nothing like nothing like being on the coast. I live in a little town in Colorado, up in the mountains, called Triple Creek. And there, it's uh, you know, you, you only people just say what they want. You know, it's a, it's a fun little town. You guys would love it. I, I'd like to plug. They have a um, a festival every summer, Donkey Derby Days, on June twenty twenty fourth this month. It's a lot of fun. They have an old old fashioned parade. They got you know, it's actually an old mining town that turned back casinos in it now. So there's stuff to do there. So I'd love to have you know, anybody listen to come on out. You know, uh, they shut down Main Street, and be, uh, I'll be sitting outside the beer tent probably in a Hawaiian shirt. My name is Mike. I'm a big fat fuck with long gray hair. I'd love to see you out there. Mike, um, I'm going to come looking for you because it sounds like just the kind of small town fun that I'm looking for. It really uh, does. Um, hi, you're on the Run and Fed show. It's on the screen caller day. Let's take a call from our request line. I got a rucker from Cincinnati. You're on Radio Shark Radio for the SSR. What's your choice? I've seen things Yeah, well, I got a radio show. We're both doing great. Attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. There's no oxygen in space. You can't be on fire. I watched sea beams. Sea beams? Glitter in the dark near the 10-hour gate. 10-hour gate? What the hell is that? Get off my phone. Let's go to Homo Sapien by Pete Shelley. Hi, you're on the Run of Fez show. Here, Ron. Talking about the Filipinos that nail themselves to the cross. Yeah. I want to see the Americans have that kind of sense of commitment. And let's get some uh, um, amputations on the battlefield in these Civil War reenactments. Here, here. I'm all for that, my friend. I want the Civil War reenactors to use actual gunpowder. I want to have a little fun out there this year. And let's see who would really win this, the North or South. Uh, you know, was it uh, would the North have won nine times out of ten times? Four out of ten? Who knows? Until we start to do these reenactments with real weapons. And now let's do them with modern weapons. Let's see. How would they have done with, those, with a couple of jets? You think it would be different today? Oh, yeah. I think it would be over in a heartbeat. I think today everybody would say, just go ahead and do what you want to do. I think if the South 
wanted to leave, and I still believe that they do, um, everybody would go, we understand, and let's still, let's still stay friends. And black people, uh, you might want to get out. Uh, I know you love your homes down there, but you might feel better living up north. Um, hi, you're on the Run and Fez show. What do you got for me, buddy? Hey, uh, hey, Ron. Hey, Fez. Uh, I called about this before, and just to to repeat to Fez, every time you say that you would do something with a guy only if you loved him, you sound exactly like Stalker Patty. You have to get over that, buddy. It doesn't matter. As long as you have fun, that's all that matters. I honestly believe that Fez has more in common with Stalker Patty than any other gay guy that I've ever met. And I'm not saying that as an insult, because I think Patty is a very fine, uh, nice, sweet, interesting person who just is not interested in sex and is completely okay with that. Um, but if I had said, who else reminds you of that? That would have been Fez before he started this self-punishment on him that he did to himself. And something happened with a shrink that we don't know about. There's some shrink that convinced him years before he told me that Fez was gay. Oh, I knew I was gay before I told you. Yes, I know that, but you had to be told by the shrink, correct? No, no, not the gay part, no. No, the, uh, the shrink and I talked about the relationship part. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the gay thing was like, finally, I just, you know, came to that conclusion myself. Uh, before or after we left New York? Um, after. And what was the conclusion? What was the point that you said, this is it? It was just where I was still thinking that I might date women and get past everything. And then I was just in such a bad place that I'm DC? like, yeah, and I, well, in my head that I'm just like, I, I know what this is. I'm gay and that's it. Mm. And how many years ago was that? That was probably like eight years ago. And how many gay experiences have you had since then? None. That's a dry spell, my friend. Yes. That is a dry spell. That's that a long one. Doesn't sound very gay to me, but that's me. I don't know a lot of gay guys who in eight years <clears throat> haven't had a date. As long as you're happy. Well, if there's one way to describe Fez, it's happy. <coughs> there's one thing I'd say about him. He's a happy-go-lucky guy. Lucky Seven is my nickname for him. Hi, you're on the Run of Fez show on Screen Caller Day. Hey, I like that, man. Finally, I get through. All right, Ronnie, a couple things. My brother-in-law is gay, and he thinks that every single person he could con- convince to convert or something. Like, he's, he's crazy. He thinks, like, you know, he could convert every street guy. Like, there's something in... The guy that he could get him to come out, you know. I'm wondering if Fezzy feels that way. Well, Fez hasn't even been able to convince himself for eight years. But here's the deal: uh, there has to be some truth to that, 
or else guys wouldn't be pounding fucking young boys in the ass in prison. Just when you have no other option, you're like, let's face it. <clears throat> if all the women died on the planet, you think guys would stop having sex? No fucking way. Now, if you were young and blonde, you'd have a fucking white asshole. There's no doubt about it. But they're looking for womenly looking guys. That's the thing. The last thing you want to do is have sex with a guy who reminds you of a dude. It would be interesting if all the women vanished and men were just left. But how long it would take for men... Hours. Know, at first, you'd, st you'd still be masturbating to women, but then eventually memories kind of fade. And then when you shift, and then all you have are just the guys you're seeing around. But you'd still be looking for pretty boys that remind you of women. Because that's the guys that they go after in prison. You know what I mean? You think they the, go boys before men? Fuck yeah, always. <laughs> go back to the fucking Roman army and the Greek army. They always, they always were like, ah. Hmm. By the way, that guy's brother-in-law was him. So when someone says, my brother-in-law thinks this, it means they do. On-screen caller day, you're on Run Fez. Hey, what are you doing? Listen. Uh, I just wanted to talk about my little business. I'm from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I'm looking for any Amish families who need help getting their women pregnant. Uh, my name's Chan, and I'll fuck them for $500 if they get pregnant and successfully have the child. Um, I need another $500. So total $1,000, but that keeps it all from becoming incest. Have you gotten anybody who's come up with it yet? Yeah, actually, I, I've, I've only been doing this for a couple years, but they actually kind of have a cutoff age-wise. I'm still a young guy. Um, I'm just looking to make money, so I know there's Amish people listening. Uh, Amish people don't even have radios. Yeah, they do. They do. Actually, uh, a lot of them put ads on Craigslist. I'm actually on Craigslist. It's Amish Stud 1-1. Amish Stud 1-1 on Craigslist, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Just call me if First of all, know. anyone who's from that area calls it Lancaster, not Lancaster. Lancaster. I'm not from Lancaster, but that's where I work. Mm. All right. Talk to you later. I'm a stud. One one eight six six Ron zero Fez eight six six Ron zero Fez. Um, it is open phone days. Uh, anything at all that you want to uh, jump into. Did you see the Kate Upton stuff, too, by the way? I did see it, yeah. Now, somebody wrote in there, Fez, you got to be kidding me. You're not attracted to this. When you see Kate Upton jumping around like a... Well, she's almost like a young girl with a womanly body. I mean, she's got the mind of a child, uh, but the body of a supermodel. And I want you to just look at this. Seriously, Fez, just start bouncing around like this doesn't work for you? That does, I, I'm being totally honest, that does absolutely nothing for me. So you don't even think you could for money? No, I don't, no, with a woman, no. And the breasts mean nothing to you? The breasts mean nothing, I just, I see it there, it's, I see, you know. What about the ass? No. I mean, someone, like... I know that gays are interested in ass, right? Yeah. So why would it m m mind if it was a man ass or a woman's ass? 
Well, you have to know that a, a woman's ass is more attractive than a man's ass. I don't think that's being anti-gay by saying that. I guess you just know what's on the other side of it, around the corner. Well, what if the ass was just stuck through a, a hole, like a giant ass glory hole? I think I would still know the difference. Even with like a shaved man's ass and everything, I think I would still know the difference. How would you? You've never been with a man. Uh, Alamo Draft House to open up in New York City. Uh, normally I'm against chains. Extremely excited about this one, though. Extremely happy to know that this is going down. Uh, I got to go see a uh, screening tonight. Uh, and I'm not allowed to say what it is yet. I think I'm seeing a couple this week. And I can't believe that there's a book on a guest that I, I should have gotten before this, and I'm getting it for a Wednesday guest. And I, uh, all that time on vacation, I could have been reading it. One thing I want to do is knock the wall down, at least in terms of producing communication. Uh, hi, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Roddy B., how you doing? Uh, I think Fez is on to something about, uh, you know, homophobes being secretly, you know, gay. I was reading this article about the SS during World War II, and it said like a large majority of the German SS was uh, secretly gay, and they would get together and have all these weird gay sex parties and shit. So I think Fezzy might be on to something. Um, is that, you feel like you're on to something, Fez? Well, I wouldn't doubt it. I don't know if the SS is the same as someone who just in their every comes to this conclusion on them by themselves. Whereas the SS also some you know brain man, uh, mind manipulation in there too. So what do you feel like your theory that you're on? Well, the theory that I talked about that you know, that the uh, homophobia comes from people who are afraid that they're gay themselves. And you believe this a hundred percent? Yeah, yeah. Now the interesting thing is that if you look at the piece that you wrote, you believed exactly the opposite. So within the course of this show. You've turned it around. You gave us examples of why that wasn't true. But within the course of this show, you were able to do the 180. And I don't know that now if that's because you're so open, like you've had your vessel open, and you're able to start communicating directly with your dad now after talking with Teresa Caputo, the Long Island Lolita. She's good. Um, because uh, if you look over on Fez's examples that he's had, this was, uh, and I don't know whether I have them in front of me here, but you actually listed examples of why that theory is not true. Uh, you said people are afraid of elevators, but no one would say a child shouldn't use them or keep them out of a neighborhood. People are afraid of needles, but you don't see anti-needle slurs uh, on websites. So you've made the full, you've made the full turnaround. And that's always an exciting thing to see. I was trying to separate the fear from the hate. Hi, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ron, Fez, Dandy Don, what's up? Loving the Dandy Don. <laughs> it's actually uh, Dandy Dan. <laughs> I have some advice for Fez. First, can I plug my music? We wish you would. Uh, SoundCloud.com slash Space Animal. Mm. Okay, anyways, Fez. Yes. What you need to do... Take a shot glass and jizz in it. 
you take that shot glass and you drop it in a glass of Guinness. And there you have an Irish jizz bomb. All right, first of all. It sounds like he's had too many today. So that's almost like the worst thing that you can say about a guy, that he drank Irish jizz bombs. No, just the fact that he's drinking so much. Gum. With, Come, right? Yeah, with a Guinness chaser. That's where he's running into his troubles. Well, you're not a chaser. It's actually a mixer when you use it as a car bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, hi, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hello? Yeah. Hey, Fez. What's up? Hey, Ronnie. How you doing? Good, buddy. I got a question for you, man. I got this girl I'm dating. You know, she's uh, like 27 or whatever, and she says she's down to have a threesome. What's the best way to get her uh, to get that going? From behind. I always think if you come up on her from behind, uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Hi, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, does Fez jerk off the gay porn? Uh, that's none of our business. Hi, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I want to see if uh, Fezzy would be interested in uh, hooking up with me. I'll give you my Facebook, and if you think I'm hot, you would bend me over and teach me a lesson. I know that you're going to give out somebody else's Facebook, so I'm not going to play along with that. Let's break here, Fez, and let you get all caught up. Um, we will keep the phones open today, and they are nothing but unscreened calls for the rest of the day. We are back from vacation, and with no producers whatsoever, it's the Ron and Fez Show. Ron Bennington. Fez Wally. This is the Ron and Fez Show. Friends, you say you love those fresh flowers and veggies, but you're tired of the aches and the pains that come with weeding? Well, I'm here to tell you, your weeding days are over. You see, friends, I have here in my hands, well, it's a, it's a miracle of uh, gardening engineering. Ladies and gentlemen, say hello to the garden weasel. Can I hear you say, hey now? Hey now! Pretty good. But can I hear you say, hey now? Hey now! Hey now. It's a Ron Fez show. Uh, we will get around announcing tomorrow who all the winners were from March Madness uh, when Chris Stanley allegedly uh, gets back in town. Have you heard anything from him today, Fez? I have not gotten any updates. Have haven't you, heard anything. Have you checked? Um, I had checked. I sent out a text, an email. I haven't heard anything back. Uh, no email here for me either. We'll see what happens when it happens. Uh, looks like um, Reddit uh, picked up that story that we did, um, that we ran. Uh, I forget w- out of what website it was also off of, but the people who, uh, for Easter in the Philippines, nail each other to the crosses as a way of saying this is a positive. Uh, then you grew up Jewish? Yes, I did. Did any of your religion uh, scare you at all? Because in the Catholic religion, we always have a lot of stuff that it takes the kids. A while. We're, we're surrounded by a lot of blood. Right. Uh, we it's, actually love the blood. Uh, yeah, it's my like grandparents who are actually religious, but my parents, actually, neither of them uh, were chose to raise me with any religion. So right. I, was, I kind of got, got to escape all of that. Uh, and you have none yourself now? No, none. No. What are your personal beliefs? 
You just believe in the Long Island psychic and nothing else? Yeah, I mean, she seems like she knows what she's doing. Mm -hmm. She's got it all. And she was wearing fringe. I haven't seen fringe on pants like that in a long, long time. Normally, i got to go back to, like, Sally Starr. Um, Fez, did you have any, any of the religious stuff scare you as a kid? Uh, yeah, there was a lot of stuff. That, it, it was just the strictly going to hell stuff used to frighten me. I, you know, and there was, I think, uh, we, we... When I was a little kid, I remember nuns screaming that you could go to hell for uh, missing church any given week or doing anything. And I'm like, and, uh, I mean, I was like in second grade when I had the thought of you're going to have to do some amount of hell. You cannot get out of hell because the the rules are just too strict. Even in second grade, I'm like, I will never be able to keep up with every single one of it. So I just I just kind of adopted the fact that, yeah, this is going to go bad. Well, we were always, the way it was explained to me is basically like there was a good list and a bad list that Jesus made. That's, you're thinking of Santa. And, you know, the bad people went to hell. And I assumed that those things were already written, set in stone, and you just had to hope, luck of the draw, to be on the right list. Oh, you didn't even think it had to do with whether you did good or bad. Yeah, yeah, I just thought it was predetermined. And you didn't have purgatory. No, no, we just had the, the straight-to-hell stuff. See, in Catholics, you grew up with purgatory, which seems like it's doable. It's like, no matter how bad it is, or how long they give you, you will get through it. So it's almost like having a toothache. It couldn't be more uncomfortable when it happens, but the second it's over, you forget all about it. It feels like if you had to do 200,000 years in hell... Once you get out on the other side of that, everything's gravy from that point on. It would be an eternity of good. It would be worth some sins. Mm. But we got all the Bible stories of the people who went to hell, and that was it for them. That was that. They had been in hell for thousands of years at this point. Well, we were told some people could. Yeah, thousands of years you can do, though. But you were, we were taught that there were some things that you couldn't get out of. I think murder might have been one of them. Something else, I don't know, leading a brigade of fucking dark angels against Christ would have been bad. But most of the stuff you would be able to do your fucking time, do it right, and then move on to heaven. It didn't seem like something that I wouldn't be able to handle. It just would seem like sooner or later it would be done. Like any... uh punishment ours was you were never getting out and when they would describe the thirstiness of hell of how that we we would get the bible story about the guy in hell who was just begging uh, why would you be thirsty though if your skin was burning and boiling well see we didn't get that as much as the the story about the guy in hell who was just begging for just a drop of water to cool his tongue so you didn't think of it as a place of fire you thought of it more as like a steam room. Oh, yeah, very, very, very uh, stuffy. But you didn't think of it as a burning place. No, it just seemed like a, a really scary place. Like you were going to get stuck in a haunted house for the rest of your life. Yeah, but even if you were, you did uh, adapt to it. Like if you were in a haunted house... Within a couple of days, you'd be like, oh, I understand now how the haunted house works. That's the thing with any kind of real punishment. I think once you're there for a while, doesn't it kind of lose? Mm -hmm. It's very like if you kept getting moved to different hells, then you'd have to reacclimate and right. that'd be much worse. But then staying in the same place, I mean, you'd find a cozy spot. 
Um, let's uh, move over here. Hi, you're on the Run of Fez show. It's on screen caller day. You're on the Run of Fez show. Ron Bennington, radio dentist. What, what can I do for you? Hey, um, a caller called in earlier, asked Fez about his vacation and if he sucked any cock. I want to ask you about your vacation and if you licked any cunt. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Hi, you're on the Run of Fez show on screen caller day. Hey, bud. Hey, I was amazed with the uh, psychic there. It, it, what was amazing was the wallet, the coins, the the, uh, the the poem. And what really pushed me over the edge of believing, I never believed in that stuff, when, when she started communicating with Fezzy's cat. Cookie. 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 I was amazed that Fez wasn't amazed. I was amazed that he wasn't saying either of two things. I would have taken in a come on that one doesn't have anything to do with the other or the oh my god. But Fez just I mean obviously he was crying but he was crying when the person came in. But the fact that he wouldn't give it up to her nor would he turn on her. And I think you got to talk to your your shrink fuzzy about taking a left or a right. Yeah. Ask your shrink what happens when you come to the fork in the road and you don't take it. Because it seems to be, just from a radio aspect of a place that you find yourself. What time you meet the shrink today? 4.30. Would it be crazy for you to try to kill him with a pillow over his face and get your money back? I mean, would that come across as bonkers? A little nutty? It would probably be something I could get away with because I could go up there and just say I discovered the body. The word probably is what always concerns me. That's the fork in the road word, uh, that you're not taking. Uh, hi, on-screen caller today. I'm Ron Fez. Hey, Ronnie. I'm in the same boat as you. Around my second year of catechism, uh, that's when we learned about purgatory. And I started to see the contradictions in religion. And I'm like, I don't understand. If you repent for your sins, you're supposed to be forgiven. Why do you have to suffer when you die for a little while before you can go to heaven? It never made sense to me. Uh, I honestly think, and I don't know how most people, but I think Catholic boys get the angle earlier than anyone else. Because they give you a, an incredible amount of rules... And then you see, like, kind of the, the church rules aren't even obeyed that much. And you're like, at a certain point, you're like, I think I can beat it. Whatever's coming up here. Now, from the outside, and I mean, look at these people, look at these pictures that we have up on the iBang of them actually taking people and um, nailing them to crosses. From the outside, this looks frightening. For me, it looks like something that you can pull off. Now, here's the carny trick. Uh, they've gone and taken some kind of plastic and wrapped it around their arms because they know the hand would tear away with nails. So right away, it's not 100% true. Uh, because they didn't even do a crucifixion through the hands. They did it through the wrist. But the middle-aged people, uh, middle-ages people, who were painting these pictures did not know that. And they put it up through the hands, I guess figuring it would be a better picture. Thing. But if you're going to crucify someone, do not put the nail through their hands or it will tear away under the weight. You're going to have to put it through the wrist. There's a couple bones there that you can fit it through properly. Um, 
Hi, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, it's Candy Man. Hey, Candy, what's happening? Hey, how much? I wanted to say thank you for recommending the movie Diggers. I got to watch it over the break. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for recommending it. Well, uh, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. It's a nice little Long Island uh, clam digging movie about the end of an era out on Long Island. Uh, when they got rid of uh, a lot of the baymen, where a lot of guys used to make their living, just uh, in their own backyard, so to speak, just right there off the coast of Long Island. Hi, you're on the Ron and Fez show. No, I'm not. Are you high and on the Ron and Fez show? Hi, I'm Ron Fez Show. Hey, I'm just calling to say that I hope Radio Shark has fun today because Zito is going to be on his ass the rest of this time. Hi, you're on the Ron Fez Show. Hey, Ronnie B. Yeah. I talked to the with you. You ever seen uh, Running Boy about a little boy in India that can't stop running? No. He just runs all the time? Oh, my gosh. you got to check it out. It's on HBO. Won't stop running. He's got this crazy-ass coach. Takes a run all the time. Crazy story. They follow him all the way through. Uh, you gotta check it out. You got any other documentaries I should check out? Well, the documentary everyone's talking about right now is the, I think it's called Hero Dreams of Sushi. It made over a million dollars this uh, past weekend. And it's about the guy who makes supposedly the greatest sushi on the whole planet. And he only has a 10 seat restaurant inside of a subway station in Tokyo. It's up on the iBang as part of the filtered excellence. And as a matter of fact, uh, it's very, very cool. The director already responded to the fact that they made filtered excellence. Uh, and maybe we ought to try to get him on the show. Uh, another thing that we've got up on the iBang today that's just crazy is Wayne Gretzky's daughter. Uh, here she is. You couldn't have been born into more money. Uh, and her dad is just so frustrated with her because she's acting like, at best, the Kardashian, at worst, one of the Hiltons. I mean, she's going out in lingerie, in tiny little fucking teddies, uh, thong bikinis, and Wayne Gretzky, easily the great one. Easily the greatest person in the sport. It goes to show you, you can master a sport, but it doesn't mean that your daughter is going to listen to you at all. It's fucking crazy how much greatness you can achieve in life and still have zero ability to get your kids to have respect for you. Um, I don't even think she's that hot. I just think she has the, like... Uh trashy thing down well she knows how to dress but i don't i don't i don't even see it really um let's uh all right i'm just getting a thing and um from chris stanley um He is going to make it home uh, today. Um, filling in a little bit about what went on, and I'll let him uh, describe it. Uh, 
uh, on the air. Although I will tell you this, he was warned about it. Warned about it before he went. But nobody listens to Ronnie B. You know why? I'm the fucking Wayne Gretzky of this show. I'm the Wayne Gretzky of this show. And how many times do I try to tell the people on this show, uh, go to where the puck's going to be, not to where the puck is. Don't repeat yourself every fucking day. Go out and make something happy. But that does not mean that they won't go out in lingerie. That's what happens. And you're saying you don't find her hot? You're gay, she, my friend. She's hot, but I'm saying it's not... I mean, she's not like... We just watched the Kate Upton thing. That's like another world. Okay, you're not Kate Upton. Sure, I'm going to agree with that. She's trying She's tr over. She's trying a little too hard, you know? Wait, you got a girlfriend right now? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Does your girlfriend look as good as Kate Upton? No. Should I judge you by that? Should I be like, what the fuck is going on, dude? I thought you'd be bringing a Kate Upton in here and you're bringing this girl. I'm saying it's because she's Gretzky's daughter. She's not hot on her own merits. She's she's getting publicity because, oh, it's Gretzky's daughter dressing like that. Well, I'm going to agree 100% with that. If she yeah. were on her own, nobody would even look at her. She'd just be the well, there's a lot of like, hot-looking, trashy, drunk girl at the bar. Yeah, you're right. But don't you like it when a, a hot-looking, trashy, drunk girl has a famous father? Do I like that, it? I mean, it's wouldn't guess. that be like an extra little feather in your cap? You're like, like you, this. You fucked Gretzky's daughter? Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're so. like I was with Muhammad Ali's daughter. Right. And you're like, oh, no, you don't understand how what a great fucking fighter he was. Oh, still, don't judge by that. By the way, I know you guys aren't baseball fans. The Marlins game, they brought Muhammad Ali out to throw the first pitch. He's in a golf cart. He's got Parkinson's so bad that his body's shaking everywhere. If I wasn't sitting next to my dad, I would have started fucking crying. But because I'm next to my dad, I don't want to be called sissy. So I'm just like, well, luckily he won't be stealing another wallet, huh, pop? Huh? Do you like me now, dad? Do you like me now? No, I'm only kidding. My dad liked Ali, too. But more when he was Cassius Clay. Um... You got to see these pictures, though. They're up. And see the person that my new gay intern does not find to be <laughs> hot at all. No, I get where you're coming from, where it's just because it's Gretzky's daughter. She's not worth this big spread. I'd obviously have sex with her because, you know. You're so straight. Well, <laughs> that's why. My raving heterosexuality. It couldn't be tamed for Gretzky's uh, daughter. Let's go over to yoga pants then. That's up there. Is this a look that you're digging now? Um, here's what we're going to do. Look at yoga pants. We've got pictures one through five. Now these are very tight to the ass, tight to the vagina. That's the excitement of yoga pants. And that's why men, particularly here in the city, like them. And I will tell you this, uh, which is the best thing I think about yoga pants, is they separate the ass cheeks. There's a lot of pants that are tight, but somehow, and I don't even think a man could understand how this would happen, but pants that are comfortable and yet separate the ass cheek. All right, I'm going to ask you, and see if we can't do a Long Island Lolita. I'm going to write down. Well, at first I wrote down wallet. 
and dad is a Jew, and you lived uptown, and you're more Puerto Rican than Jew. Nailed it. Are you Puerto Rican or? No. What are you, just straight Jewish? Just straight, straight Jew. Because you come from Spanish Harlem, I thought That's maybe. Right. Did you ever try to pass for Puerto Rican, though, because you come from that neighborhood? No, all my friends were Hispanic growing up, but I, I was aware. That's why when you ask me what I am, I say Jewish, because I was aware growing up that I stood out Faked as a Jew. Faked it a little bit, yeah. Right. Did the kids used to tease you about it? Uh, yeah, but, yeah, but nothing, like, brutal. And you're still attracted to Hispanic girls? Uh, sure. That was your whole fucking life. Yeah. It's the Sharks Against the Jets. You have to pick one of these asses for yourself. Tell me which one it is. See if you match me. Take your time. You're one through five. They're all in yoga pants. Now, this was sent to us by somebody who put up Yoda pants. And we're like, what the fuck? Yoda's wearing pants now? Well, yoga pants. I think I go first First one on the le- on the far left. Now, let me just ask you. Are you basing that on ass or blonde hair? I don't know. I mean, it's tough. Uh, I guess it would be better to crop the whole body out because you can't not look at the whole thing, that, you know? See, that's what got to me. I think that you picked her that's because possible. she's petite with blonde hair. You could click on them and make them bigger. I'm just, I just went for this. Straight blue. Nice big ass. Separate it. I feel like this girl's bringing it. Put your votes up on your uh, yoga pants. We probably should have turned that into a poll. Because I think she's making the full attempt to saying, Look, I got a nice big round ass. What am I doing? Hiding it? No. I got on yoga pants and I'm separating the ass cheeks. Digging right into that crack. It is. Um... Look what I'm reading right here. Blue all day. Blue. Don's not going to like this. There's no bulge, you homo. Even an enlightened guy would sneak a peek at a girl in yoga pants. I agree. Wow. Where's Upton in this whole thing? Let's keep it going. Honestly, surprised that these people are white. Best IB post ever. This should be made into pamphlets and dropped over the Middle East. You know, it's very funny because we go out of our way to say, you know, we like porn uh, and we want to see women naked. And we do. But it doesn't mean that you don't want to see them at various stages of dress leading to that. And I think we make a mistake when we just go, here's the naked woman walking out. I might be very old school with this, but I really think that... If I was Playboy, the first page would be yoga pants. Um, gray on the right all the way. Gray, oh, okay, so he's going for the two together. He likes a nice flat butt. It's an interesting call. What about number five and the, th- and the fact that she's trying to snap her own hot picture of herself? It's not just her captured in yoga pants. She's trying to to do it herself. I know that you've never been on Facebook, but this is 90% of girls have this already. This thing is a cliche of the, let me take my picture in the mirror. And there's whole websites of girls who have done that, but there's something hideous 
going on. Like there'll be a turd in the toilet or a baby crying. There's whole websites dedicated to these duck, because they make the duck mouths at each other. Um, hi, you're on the Run of Fez show. I'm Joe Pooh, and I eat my own poo. Thank you, Joe. Uh, on screen caller day, you're on Run of Fez. Yeah, Ron, uh, I tell you what, we all know you're a genius and a hero, but today you've become the bravest man in radio, unscreened all day. It's been great. I have no fear. I walk through the valley of darkness with zero fear. Hi, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, uh, Ron, you were talking about a uh, movie with uh, Eddie Trunk about Jason Becker called Not Dead Yet. Have you seen the movie? Um, I haven't. I'm getting a private screening done. I know the the producer of the film. I'm gonna go. I'm thinking about going on Friday night. Um, Were you in Boston? I'm no, 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 no. I live in Indianapolis, and it's gonna be in Chicago on the 13th. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. His story is amazing. Yeah, and I I, I knew the, I knew of the guy because of the Ross band, and I was sort of a fan back in the late 80s. So. Yeah, when he when it was mysterious and it was ALS and all that stuff, it just was kind of odd. So, just definitely wanted to see what you were, you know, if you would recommend it for sure. And I'm I'm guessing that yes, that will be the answer. All right, uh, yeah, yeah. Keep me up to date on it. I am definitely going to get. I've already talked to the producer about getting a private screening, and I want to do it for. I want to get Eddie in on it and some of the other people that would be into saying this. But it, it, it's just a phenomenal story. Um, somebody wrote in, Fez, that how many of these people do you think didn't pose for these pictures? Um, Blue comes up again. The Archback of Malibu works for people. Malibuti. Uh, hi, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, thanks, Ron. Yeah. I hope I get... A uh, fuck. This is one of the problems. When you don't get the screener, you don't have your opportunity to know. We go from straight calls, straight on the air, and the panic pussies are going to end up bailing out like that guy. And he's not going to be able to sleep tonight. He's going to be tossing and turning knowing that he choked. Can you imagine choking on the air? Wouldn't that just drive you fucking crazy? Hi, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddies, how you doing? Good. Hey, just uh, a little bit off topic. I got a condo for sale in Ocean City, Maryland, and uh, just dropped the price dramatically. So I just want to see if you're what are you signed it for? Uh, actually, one hundred ninety three thousand five hundred. Uh, it's right on the beach. It's fourteen floors up, right on the ocean. It's a great place. Uh, what did you so, have it originally listed at? Uh, Two sixty five. Wow, that is a huge drop. It is a drop. It's called the Golden Sands Club. It's in uh, 109, um, I'm sorry, one, 10900 Coastal Highway, Ocean City, Maryland. And uh, if anybody wants... Uh, How many bedrooms? Up, it's actually a, a studio. It's an efficiency. Oh, okay. Um, but it's right on the beach. I see the dolphins all the time, and uh, it's just a great place. Can I plug my website, too? Go ahead, buddy. All right, bladebrush.com. Thanks again, guys. Peace. Get your nice studio apartment right on the Ocean City Boardwalk, $193,000. Really just a place to change, get a shower, and hit the bars at night. Hi, you're on the Run of Fez show. What do you got? Sexy sex, W-N-B-C. On screen caller day. Hi, you're on Run of Fez. 
Hey, Baltimore, Maryland. What do you got? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I got nothing better than clothes on a chick, man. That was a real good uh, observation. Clothes well, on a chick is very hot. Go over and check out. Yeah, so you must love walking through the mall. But check out these yoga pants. Um, a lot of disagreement on, but blue seems to be the uh, the leader right now. And that's shocking to you because it's a little too big for you, Dan? Scary to you? You don't think you're mad enough to get through there? I mean, I'd give it a shot. Sure, why not? That's it. Give it the old fucking college try. All That's right. all I'm asking. Same of you, Fezzi. Give it the old college try. And you honestly think that the girl in the blue, man ass is more attractive than that? Oh, yes. Then I want you to understand something. For the first time ever, I see where homosexuality is a mental illness. I see this now for the first time in my life, and I'm going to send you away to one of those Christian camps that can cure you. Uh, Unscreen caller day on the Ronnie Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. I'll sell you my original 1979 Asteroids arcade in near perfect condition for 2500 bucks. And the place down at the beach? No. The 2500 bucks, uh, and that's not a bad deal, but I know I'd be fucking bored of it in no time at all. But I would fucking dominate Asteroids. Dominate that game. Unscreen caller, Dad, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. Hey, I'd uh, given Tapper some money to bring a package back for me. I'm getting a little nervous. I'm never going to take delivery. I will what just say this. If he rat holds it, you don't even want that package now. That's all I always tell you. Um, hi, you're on the Run of Fez show. This is uh, Stevie Van Zandt, and I uh, just wanted to say hello. You're not Stevie Van Zandt, but I appreciate you calling. Hi, Unscreen Caller Day. I'm running Fez. Hey, this is Joe from Rochester. First thing, I just want to say, Fez, good job on shooting this lady down. I know she brought up a lot of bad emotions that you didn't really want to deal with, but good job on staying steadfast. I know that was really hard for you to do. Um, I actually saw uh, two mediums, two separate occasions. Real quick story. Two mediums um, make an extra large. Um, we don't have time for a quick story because we're running out of time here, but Fez did not sell her, and I do appreciate that, Fezzy. You didn't sell her, you didn't put her over, and then again, you didn't expose her. You walked that line. It's the Ron and Fez show on Screen Caller Day. Keep moving. On Screen Caller Day on Ron and Fez. Now we're losing... Oh, now I can't. Hi, on-screen caller today, Ron and Fez. Holy crap, didn't think I'd get on. Hey, uh, Ron, I just got a uh, a Sigla 1 Cuban cigar from a friend. What should I expect when I smoke it? I've never really smoked a cigar before. Is it a special experience or what? No, it's just a cigar, dude. You know what I mean? Like, the fact that you have no palate for it, the Cuban isn't going to mean shit to you. Just light it on one end, suck on the other, and stop making it like it's a big fucking deal. It's a fucking cigar. I am tired of everyone in this fucking country deciding they're a fucking connoisseur. Just eat, drink, and smoke, with that, and keep your fucking yap shut. But that's just one man's opinion. I could be wrong. Hi, you're on the Run of Fez show. I hope Jesus brings me a flashlight for Christmas. And I'm really just happy that a guy named Bubba won the Masters. Isn't that fucking great? Uh, right there from the panhandle. Too bad he did it with a purple fucking driver, but or pink driver, but what are you going to do? 
It is the Ron and Fez show. Um, I will say this. I had a great time coming in here today. We know now that we never need Zito back on the show. We don't need Chris Stanley back on the show. We don't need Fred back on the show. And maybe when they all show up tomorrow, I'm going to try to keep them the fuck out. Head on over to the iBank today, guys. We'll keep adding more stories. Lots more stuff coming up. And as if you can tell today, you got to be able to follow the iBank to win. Big, big prizes if you follow the iBank during the Ron and Fez show. A special thanks to Fez's new spiritual mentor, Teresa Caputo, the Long Island medium. You can see her every Sunday night on TLC. Uh, I think we plugged everything we need to plug. Uh, the Chevy Chase story is great. We already plugged uh, National um, Review Racist Guy, Warren Sapp. But lots of new interviews up. Your chance to win by following along on those two. A lot more prizes. A lot more uh, winners now that we've got Easter behind us. I always said once we get Easter behind us, it's going to become a lot easier to have fun. I got to go up. And see some uh, screening stuff today, but we've got some exciting guests coming in the next couple of weeks. Guests that are far too big to swing by radio stations, and yet we got them here. Rock and Roll Hall of Famers, check. Movie stars, check. Writers of great books, check. We got them all. So that's it for us. You need to plug anything, Fez? No, I think that's it. Um, you're not going to believe this, but I found 35 cents on the floor. That's weird. Just weird, though. Doesn't mean anything. Just an odd thing. Let's lock it in there. Let's lock it. Lock the, lock the ankles, lock the knees, lock the hips, and we're movable objects. No one can get us to dance. Dan, thanks so much for being here today. And if any of those other guys try to come back tomorrow, I want you to take a gun and kill them. Bolt the door. They're out. See you guys over on the iBank today. And that's the end of my show. Donk.